What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 244. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, here, as always, with your weekly show covering all the biggest topics in gaming with industry, technical, and legal insight. Joined, as always, by these two ruffigans you see in front of you. Ruffigan? Ruffigans? Yeah, ruffigans. Ruffigans. That's what I'm going with this morning. Yeah. It's the first word that came to mind when looking at the two of you. So, you know, take that as you will. It's probably not. I honestly don't know. But anyway, we've as, got both as of these. always, Ains's vocab is rough again. <laughs> right. That was worse. That was worse. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely worse. <laughs> uh, that was worse. Mr. Uh, Rodriguez, how you feeling on this lovely Sunday morning? Uh, I'm just waking up. Happy Easter to everybody that celebrates it. Um, but we are here to talk games, and I just got done eating. And you sure I, did. I did. I was eating a. <laughs> sure I, I watched it. Eat it. It was so good, so good. <laughs> I've got my two Dr. Peppers. I got a monster because it called for it this morning. Uh, we'll see how far I can get through all these things. I'm pretty sure I can finish them off. We good. Good lord. And you know the man, the myth, the rough again. Mr. Ty Guy Travis, good morning. <laughs> McClunky. Hey, doing all right, man. It's uh it's been a satisfying week. How about you? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe their week as satisfying. <laughs> really? I don't know how to t- I don't know how to take that. Is that maybe good, bad, need, and different? Maybe you, need, maybe you need more successful friends, man. Where you feel satisfaction. <laughs> Actually, you know what's <laughs> I have a friend who uh self-published a book on Amazon. And um, mm-hmm. actually, a trilogy of books, and they're they're some of the worst books I've ever ever read. He he's a he was a guy who wrote them when he was a teenager, and I think he wrote them. I think he's written more books than he's read. Let's just put it that way. Like it it, <laughs> it was one of the worst things ever. And there's a scene in what I read them at parties. I take these books out and I read them because they're so funny to me because they're just like like just trash tier writing and uh there's one scene where the bad guy in the book says the only emotion i enjoy is satisfaction and i i think about that phrase all the time because <laughs> it makes no sense and, uh, yeah if you guys ever come over that's a great party favor read these horrifying books that you can buy for one dollar on amazon um, oh, yeah. sorry i don't know this I don't is know a good I friend of yours uh he was somebody I worked with at an earlier outlet before IGN when I worked at like a small season gaming style, like, uh, like, um, indie outlet. And yeah, he was, he was one of the most unpleasant people to work with. And then he told everyone <laughs> he wrote a book and I immediately bought all of his books so that I could see what this guy would write. And it was horrifying. Another fact about him. He- you're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like it doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> another another fact about him is that he's kind of like he's kind of like an incel. Like he's never kissed a woman, oh and he, he has he, he has romance plots in the books, and you can tell by the way he wrote them that he has never kissed a woman because like. They're, they're just so awkwardly written. You're like, dude, this is like an alien describing human culture. Like he has no idea what he's talking about. Um, so yeah, that's all I got to say. That if, if if anybody wants these books, I will absolutely yeah. share them with you. I've actually oh. fantasized about writing a review about them one day, but I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! 
We uh we didn't plan a, this. This this was not yeah. scripted in any sense. <laughs> I, I hope he's a subscriber. You know, <laughs> I actually right don't now. know what happened to him. I don't know what happened oh, to him. I he he stopped writing for that outlet one day, and I don't I don't know if he's still in the business or whatever. But man, oh, New York guy. Times bestseller. He's just trying. Honestly, to I would love to. We actually considered like uh paying him like ten dollars for the rights to his book so that we could like do a one night only like stage production like a play <laughs> of all three books um but you know that's a that's a fantasy for another day oh my god well good start <laughs> good morning good afternoon everyone <laughs> joining us today uh as dan said we know that uh it is easter uh so obviously uh, you know some people won't be joining us this morning if um uh, if you celebrate uh, uh happy easter to you if you're uh, a hooligan like us and just want to hang out, talk about terrible books and video games, we are here to support you in that endeavor. So a uh, couple things out of the gate I wanted to mention. So because it is a holiday, I knew the crowd was going to be smaller today. Uh, I mentioned if you didn't see my post on Twitter, I mentioned that uh, any Super Chats today on the season gaming side because um, obviously Hogue uh, manages his channel himself. That goes without saying. On the season gaming side, uh, I'm going to redonate to Extra Life. So if you're not aware, I play for Extra Life for Kids, uh, charity streams and stuff. So it's, I play for Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals okay. here out of Kansas City. And uh, so just want to let you know, any Super Chats will go to that today. Um, the other thing I wanted to shout out for some reason, and we've joked about this before, and it's actually part of the reason we stream on Hoax Channel right now while he's recovering, is YouTube was like bumping up season gaming like crazy over the past couple months. This past like week, it like crushed it. Like it was not like all the videos were suppressed. Uh, our our traffic went way down. Uh, our weekly traffic. I don't know what happened. Google's just fun to work with. So uh, if you are watching this um, and you are over on the Hoax side, if you give us a quick shout out over on the season gaming side it would be appreciated because i honestly don't know what happened like our traffic went down i'm talking like like 80 percent compared to like our normal weekly traffic which makes no sense nothing's changed so um google's fun hmm. so well hogue did show yeah. up last episode that could have done it yeah, yeah fair yeah that's my theory that done it. Yeah. yeah well i guess to honor him then we need to go back to the gold frame that's where it belongs so I agree. I agree. This as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, other than that, today we're going to be talking about a pretty light episode. We're going to just hang out, have some fun today. Uh, I mean, we kind of always do that. We're talking about ridiculous books, but uh, we're going to be talking about the games of spring. There's an awful lot of games coming out in the next, you know, three to five weeks uh, that you're probably interested in. If you game in any manner whatsoever, we're going to touch on a couple of things we couldn't last week, including the report of the PlayStation VR 2. Uh, we've got PlayStation supposedly developing a new handheld Vita like device, but we'll touch on that as well. Um, so, but first, of course, we want to touch on what we're currently playing. Um, I do want to mention right out of the gate, um, I mentioned last week about Romancevania, and I did the first uh, stream, first episode. My full intention was to play one episode a week. This week in my career work was ridiculous. I'm working on two reviews currently. I just couldn't set up a stream this week to get to it. So I will be back this week. We'll do episode two. We'll get back to Romancevania, I promise. Um, because I've got one review that should be coming out tomorrow, and I'll be a little more free this week. Um, but we'll get back to it. So, Travis, I have not continued my adventures uh, in Romancevania, so we'll talk more about that next week. Pumpkin Patch. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, boys, what have you been playing? What do you want to talk about? Can you talk about play? anything again? Uh, yeah, well, so, I mean, one of the reviews I'm doing is PGA Tour. And now I know that's probably not the most engrossing title that people are excited for. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly adore golf games. Uh, for whatever reason, they're just really fun to play in the sense of, like, if you just want to sit down and veg out and play a game, golf games are amazing for that. Um, played them since I was a kid, since the first PGA Tour on Genesis <laughs> way back. I think it was like 91, 92. <clears throat> so if you're not, if you're not aware, uh, PGA had a huge run with Tiger Woods when he was kind of in his prime. They ended that license back when everything went down with Tiger Woods like a decade ago. Um, they had one game released since then in 2015, I believe it was, uh, that didn't get reviewed very well. It wasn't great. I remember buying it. And they have not produced a golf game since. So it's been just 2K on the golf side for, I think, seven or eight years. And this is um, EA Sports returning to uh pga golf uh and they are the only game the big advertisement for it is they're the only game that features all four major championships in the pga including the masters because if you're not aware golf licensing is ridiculous you have to license like all these things individually travis is just super excited right now by his expression (laughs) so anyway i've uh i've got probably i want to say 20 plus hours into it somewhere around that right now Uh, i've been playing it i've been playing it for the past week plus um really enjoying it you can read my review in the next day or two um it's it's a fantastic foundation of a new golf game it has some shortcomings here and there it has some bugs here and there you can tell they're coming down to the wire on this thing but the actual presentation the uh the kind of golfing if you will the simulation aspect of it representing real golf um and all of the masters licensing and us open pj player you know all that stuff is uh really really well done so um yeah it's uh it's solid if you like golf games i would definitely check it out it is much much um more realistic and a much better presentation than 2k but it's not as fully featured as 2k right now i don't think i don't know depends how you look at it yes of course you can are all games for, are all golf for games, this one? Are all game all golf games legally required to have that slider mini game where a slider bounces back and forth and you have to you have to hit it right on the, the no? In fact, you're going or, back a very yeah, long time. Yeah, you're going backwards because <laughs> they. I still, see, I still see it. I still see it in golf mini games. Like if you play like a sure, a Mario sure. Party so, or you. actually, Dan and I have talked about this before. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. back like. I think when Tiger Woods, like I was talking about on EA Sports mm-hmm. Golf, right? They switched it to start using a thumbstick up and down. And like a flick? Yeah. Like a flick. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is like if it's not perfectly straight, right? Like it hits your ball left or right. So you have to like be really accurate with your up and down. Um, some of us didn't like that. Dan and I have complained before. So 2K last year or this year, 2K23 added a, a line or, or like a um, – a it's three like a button pulse. press. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a pulsing three button press you can do. Um, it's still a mini game, though, right? It's not a mini game. It's like a little. It's how you hit the ball, man. It's a you three button like tap. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, but PGA does not. PGA only has the stick swing. And it's very like aggressively sensitive. Yes. I've Wait, always so... thought it. I've always thought the golf genre would be perfect for like a. Uh, like a 
and a, a what do you call it? Uh, having a <clears throat> what the, why am I thinking uh, peripheral <laughs> accessory? A peripheral, yeah, yeah. accessory that, that could that where you could. Like, I think uh, didn't the Wii do that? Didn't they have a little Mario golf thing? Yeah, I, where you, where you swing the swing the stick or you yeah the the Wii moat. Wii moat. Yeah, Wii Yep. Uh, yeah, I've always thought they should, <clears throat> they should probably just have something like that. You know, be great in yeah. VR. Like I really wish we would get a VR. Like. You could even use your phone if they wanted to be cheap about it, like Just Dance, you know, where you connect your phone and then you dance with it in your hand. If they wanted to be cheap about it. (laughs) So you could swing your your phone like it was part of a... (laughs) What what about a... You said the new PGA Tour has a three-button click, right? Does not. The new... It doesn't? No, no, no. Hold on. PGA Tour is EA's Ah. game. PGA 2K23 is 2K. The one that just came out that I'm reviewing that came out yeah. this on Friday, literally yeah. two days ago, uh-huh. does not have a three button click. What? I thought they were supposed to have it in that. I, I swear they have I it in. They somewhere. have it in 2K. I know. I have 2K. Oh no, they don't have That's it. That's the PGA. only reason I bought it because it yeah. came back. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, because yeah, my 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 thumbs. I'm not very dexterous. My thumbs are even less so. So it, it's it's <laughs> it was right and left every single time with me. So it was a huge huge deal breaker. Because I think that Rory Rory McIlroy, uh, yeah, was it 2015 for EA was the last one I had. And it didn't have it, yeah, or, or it did have it. I can't remember. I I just don't do it. I it, it's it's I'm too old for that garbage. You, you can <laughs> laugh as much as you want, Travis. I, I, I don't give a crap. So I told um. So I um. I uh, I was playing multiplayer with with Mo Bomber and a couple of the guys last night. One <laughs> nice thing is you can have up to sixteen player private matches, so you can have like a huge kind of tournament if you want. It has online ranked tournaments. It has a it has a bunch of features. Um, but I showed him how I play. Like how I have to do it is I put the controller on like my leg and secure it with my right hand, and then I put the thumbstick between my two fingers and I go up and down like that. That's so bad because that's the only way I can do it straight. If I try to just do it with my thumb, it goes all over the place. Yep. And- yeah. So anyway, we don't have to stay on PGA, but that's um, that is uh, it is the Masters this weekend. If you follow golf, I don't know how many people listening to us follow golf. Um, Travis, I mean, if you want to know anything about the Masters, talk to Travis, just DM him. Um, He loves talking about it, but I don't want to get him going on this show. Um, So, you know, what's interesting is I, I, I turned 30 not too long ago and immediately started seeing ads for golf everywhere <laughs> i still see them i think i'm just gonna start golfing any day now uh, according to google or the ad network or uh, yeah there's i don't know what what they got that makes them think i'm gonna golf but i am aggressively not interested sorry guys golfing is Nothing. one of those things like uh if you've never done it have you ever golfed travis no like it is many 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 no yeah. like real golf like if you've never really golfed it is the hardest thing like playing golf is so difficult. I've played every sport you could name. Well, mostly. Uh, but I've grew up playing all kinds of sports. You know, I've played every kind of major sport you could think of. And I argue all the time that ice hockey and golf are the hardest ones. Yeah. Bar none. I don't know if difficulty makes it a better sport. No, not necessarily better, but um like you watch these guys play on TV and you're like, ah, I could do that. No, you can't. No, you, you definitely can't. I I definitely yeah. don't think that I can. I don't know if it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a sport I respect. If you 
<laughs> drive around in a. I don't know if I don't know if I can respect your sport if if it involves driving around in a small car to get from place to place to play the sport. I can generally agree with that. Have you driven a golf cart though? They're fun, man. Especially if you take the. I have crashed a golf cart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have I. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I were I worked at a country club when I was young, and we used to. Uh, we figured out how to take the speed limiter off the of golf carts. You did. Yeah. So, so you, you could actually fit a T in the uh, little accelerator under the seat, right? And it would take the speed limiter off, and then we would race around when all the pros had gone home. It's fun. Nice. nice. It's good times. You're, you just had the most aggressively Caucasian upbringing. It's, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> nice Dude, I, I washed the clubs and begged for tips. Club. I don't think that's the yeah. uh, upbringing you're thinking yeah. about. You're still washing <laughs> clubs and begging for tips. In a different kind of these days. Look, uh, you know why are you putting my business out there? You don't have to put my career work out here. <laughs> uh, Stingray says, wait, those have speed limiters. Yes, they do. They're usually limited to like 12 miles an hour, but believe me, they go way faster than that. Mm-hmm. um yeah they're fun anyway nice. um so it, if you are interested uh i would recommend it it's uh it's quite good it has a few limiting features but a uh, very good game very good return for ea and glad to have them back and if you are into kind of the pro scene for whatever reason it does have the most kind of professional aspects of it including all the <laughs> courses it's got like 30 courses um so it's really good <clears throat> Uh, I want to shout out uh, Midnight Dreary for giving uh, gifting a membership over on the season gaming side. We also have Brentwood Trick, Brentwood Chick, excuse me, gifting five memberships over on Hoag's channel. Thank you very much. Nice, That's awesome. Ooh. Um, what else you been playing, boys? Anything good? Oh, Travis, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you played uh, Creed in VR, the boxing game? Not, no, okay. no. It's on my list though. I do want to check it that out. Was- <clears throat> I hear, I hear it's a good workout exactly yeah i um i was just talking to someone this morning or last night about it because it just came out revised for psvr2 and um i was looking at it and i, I want to pick it up and give it a try i just didn't know if you tried it i no, did i own it but it's on my did, list yeah oh you did that yeah on the ps it was on the first psvr oh okay um, so it's been out for a while and yes. i had it and it yeah it's a, it's a it's a it's a bit of a workout so you know we didn't really you know kind of clashed at that point, it was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm getting a little, getting a little sweaty. <laughs> Not what I signed up for. Uh, you know, that's exactly why I want it. So well, then it's going to be great for you. So, okay, I'll perfect. check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you been playing, boys? What's in? Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about uh, Meet Your Maker. Uh, yes, that please do. Came out this week. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten, and um, I actually have still been playing it since my review came out because uh, building dungeons in that game, and then uh, you know when when I was when the game hadn't come out yet, I built a dungeon, and I would see like you know one or two people play it like every day and die a bunch of times, and then I was like, oh, this is cool, and then my the game came out right around the time my review did, because I think the embargo was like literally the, the minute the game came out. And all of a sudden I had hundreds and thousands of people playing my level. And you go into your level and there's just corpses everywhere, like just everywhere. And you just go and collect all of your stuff. So it was pretty uh, surreal seeing uh, so many people hop into that game and, and start finding my level out in the wild. Um, but it's, it's, uh, 
if you didn't hear me talk about it last week on the show, it's it's a cool dungeon building, dungeon attacking game where you make the levels kind of like Mario Maker style, and then challenge other people to play them. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been having a having a good time with that. But you can read my review on IGN.com or on IGN's YouTube channel. And uh, now I'm on to my next review, pretty much immediately, uh, which is Dead Island Two, which I'm not really allowed to talk about except to say that I'm playing it and I beat the game last night, and I will have my <coughs> review live as soon as i'm legally allowed to publish it so, um, yeah i uh i'm excited uh because we are review buddies once again um so yeah reviewing dead island 2 as well and um we'll be talking as travis said more about that when we can so stay tuned for our reviews on that one that'd be good yeah uh and it, for those of you who don't know about Dead Island 2, that game was announced like a decade ago at the <laughs> PlayStation E3 presentation. I don't even know what year. 2014, I believe. 2014? Yeah, it was Something like the year like that. Destiny came out. It, that sounds right. That sounds about right. And yeah. um, it appears to have always had the same premise, which is zombie apocalypse in LA. It's a very cheeky game, and it kind of centers around like, you know the the insane vapid uh culture of of los angeles combined with uh the silly antics of a over-the-top tongue-in-cheek post-apocalypse uh, zombie apocalypse and um yeah it it i don't that game was in development hell i think it got canceled it's, and rebooted. it's on the third developer it's been yeah, moved twice. third developer yeah so there you go yeah it's been in development hell for a really long time and uh Frankly, I'm surprised that it's coming out at all. It's one of those games like uh, Skull and Bones, where you know you just never were sure it was actually coming out <laughs> until it did. Um, yeah. But they, but they, I can't confirm they finished that game. I beat it yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If you um, before reviews come out, obviously, um, we do have a uh, kind of what you need to know video up on the SG side on the channel. If you want to check that out, if you want to get a feel for it, just kind of talking about all the basics of how it's designed. So, um, yeah. yeah pretty cool and you can play the other three dead island games which feel like they came out an eternity ago i think i was like a teenager when they came out I, it was so long mean, ago. Yeah, there's, there's only other there's only well there's riptide which is like there's, a big there's expansion rip, but there's there's riptide and then there's uh like an arcade game it's like a very different style game but it is oh it is, okay it is a dead island game yeah there's yeah. there's three dead island games technically but yeah yeah and dying light like techland who did the first dead island went went to dying light right and now dying yep. light too they kind of moved off so um yep. yep 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 and the original dead island is like uh it got that fps boost on the xbox side so you can play it on console at 60 fps if you want to go back and revisit that for some reason so it did yeah yep dan anything good no <laughs> Still playing I've been the playing, show. yeah i've been playing basically the show which is good but it's the show um, yeah, I, I finished Midnight Suns finally. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time coming. Yeah. Well, Were I kinda, you as high on it as these guys? I'm, yeah, it was like probably this game of the year. Remember the year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, last okay. year it was so it was so good and like I'm I'm just glad you play it so much and then you're like God, this this can't possibly end well and they did a really good job with the story which was surprising they kind of stuck the landing the last mission was good it was it was it was was well done you know it was difficult but you know it was it's a little bit different than the rest of them um definitely set up some some sequel stuff and it did 
Yeah. Much, so. so I played all the DLC too, finished all that. I don't stuff. know if it, I don't know if I'll get a sequel though, Dan. God, I don't know. Did it sell well? I don't know. Well, hell, I think uh, our, our buddy over at you know ILP, Lord Cognito, is sold. Cog is, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's like an ambassador. Copies. Yeah, he's just, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's well, the he's the best unpaid employee at that company. Yeah, he is. Um, he uh, the the actual publisher slash developer um, communicated about about its disappointing sales. So I think it's and I don't think it sold well, which is not surprising. The marketing campaign for that game was horrible they didn't explain what type of game it was they just showed like wolverine walking and slow we talked about that ahead of time right yeah. we were like what You're, yeah 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 I, I just i think they did a, a pretty pretty bad job but the game is undeniably good it's very yeah good. apparently take two came out and said that uh yeah it didn't make their expectations and it um they're saying that they released it at the wrong time uh i would say there's a lot bigger problems than the time they released it but yeah they, they did come out in december um yeah that oh by the way Ains, i was going to tell you that is the yeah. second game i've played in a very short period of time where the main bad guy was a demon named lilith in midnight suns yeah yeah midnight suns the oh. main the main the main villain is the same character cannot well it's not canon but it's the same basis for the character lilith the the mother demon and you call her mother in the in the game and oh like, like 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 daughter of mephisto lord of hatred yeah. type thing yes oh, really and in, in in the mcu <laughs> mephisto is also a character and so is lilith yes. and so they made lilith the main bad guy in midnight suns <laughs> and then also in diablo so i was just like yo i'm getting a lot of face time with this mythological <laughs> lilith character this year it's kind of crazy but yeah that's kind of interesting it is yeah Finish those up. Actually, this is going to surprise no one. Started playing a little more Hitman Three. There is a hold on. Wait a minute. Wait for it. Wait for it. There is a hardcore mode on on Freelancer. Right. It's basically the hardest possible level you can do, and you can switch that on. I did not realize that once you switch it on and you start the campaign, if you quit the campaign. First of all, you lose all of your items, not the ones that are permanent, but it's like all your freelancer tools. And uh, if you lose, you lose all of your money. I have like 900,000, whatever their currency is, Merces or something. And so now I'm kind of stuck having to finish that campaign. <clears throat> and Before it is they so delete your account. <clears throat> no, it doesn't go that far, but yeah, it was, it was, it's very, very difficult and I, I should not have done it. And I regret pretty much everything. So you backed yourself into a corner. Yes, I did. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I, here's the, here's the, here's the reason why I'm going to tell you, uh, in our next month in May, they are releasing a new suit that I, you know, I'm like, Oh, I gotta get this new suit. What do I have to do? You have to finish the whole campaign in hardcore mode. It's John wick basically. It's like a, it's like his regular suit, but like with blood stains, which you know looks cool. But that's the only way to get it. So I'm like, oh, I can do this, no problem. Huge regret, a lot of regret. Uh, this is going to take me a long time, and I have to be very, very careful. Uh, it sucks. So, also I, playing I that. I do, I do like. Um, I don't know how to phrase this. We've had tons of conversations here about live service games, mm -hmm. and your uh general dis distaste of them yes um and hearing you 
attempt a hardcore mode, which sounds like it's going to be incredibly difficult and take a lot of time and to go through all of that just so you can have an extra digital suit yes. that the main character already begins that game with a suit Yes. Um, that I think pretty much one. probably looks very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm very confused at the entire concept here. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, yeah, I know you, you guys call it live service and probably it is technically, technically it is 100% yeah. live service. The right. problem with people who don't like live service is anytime it's a good live service game, they claim it isn't live service. I shouldn't have brought it up, Dan. See, I got no, Travis start. Yeah, I pulled his cord. Like, I, I pulled his cord. I shouldn't have done it. Listen, traditional <laughs> live service games like Destiny or Halo or something like that. You know, I don't spend a, any money. You know, if they're not, doing live not service, what makes it a live service, I understand. It's 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 the updated content and stuff. You know, half mm-hmm. of which is probably user created. The other half is just basically reskin stuff. So if you're you know if you want to call it live service, that's fine. It is the worst version of live service that you can probably find. I Maybe. think you have not played worse live service games. They were much not. worse. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Battleborn, that one might have been worse. You know, that was, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I can't really. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's just like, hey, you bought the game. Here's some more free stuff. We're just going to release it later. You know, if I had to pay for this stuff, there would be no hell, no way in hell. No, nope, nope. Everything's free. You know, yeah, you, you don't have fine. to. I mean, Fortnite, you don't have to pay for all of their content. It's just I mean, you pay for you, you a can. lot of their stuff. No, you can pay for you can pay for cosmetics. They don't sell right. you the content. The content is free. That's I can't even pay for cosmetics. Long. Yeah, that's that's fine. That just means that they don't have a monetized season pass or cosmetic store. It doesn't make right. it not a live service. I'm just saying it's a very very low effort live service, <laughs> like the lowest of lows. Uh, you know why it's low effort? Because they don't monetize it. Why would they put a lot of effort into something that's unmonetized? That's fair. Just go on and yeah. finish your James Bond game then. I want to see what yeah. that is. You know, that's what they're working. Yeah, on. I definitely want to see what that is. Yeah, for sure. It's a remake sure. of Goldeneye again. God, I mean, if that's the case, then count me out. Yeah, yeah. No, that game. That game needs like a Blue Point style mm-hmm. remake if it was going to be relevant today. Blue Point. Is that right? Why does that, that sound wrong? Are they the head? ones that did the Demon Souls? Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah, and Shadow of the Colossus. It's Deep Blue Point. Okay. For some reason, it sounded wrong. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if I've been playing anything else other than the usual, right? Halo, Rocket League. Um, mm. Yeah. No. I don't think so. I've been playing something on mobile, but I can't remember it. My week is just a flurry of games. Who can remember? I need to start writing them down. That's got to be my strat going forward. Sounds like a satisfactory type of week. Satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's uh let me get to a couple uh let's get to some of these super chats before we jump over to the games of spring. So we've got an awful <clears throat> lot of games to talk through that are coming out here, but let's get oh, these man. super chats. Google men came out of the gate as always before we even started. Uh, Googleman. Googleman. <laughs> Just watch Peacemaker season one, and I have one question. Where does uh Mern get his supply of butterfly honey uh yeah what the hell are those that is a rabbit eating a breakfast of a fried egg and a block of butter while he lands a plane it's a talented rabbit this is face purple fried eyes (laughs) google (laughs) man always with the random comment uh i have not watched peacemaker i don't know anything about it nope 
No idea. John Cena is in it, and it's oh, very yeah. funny. That's not, that's so what I know. About it. Yeah, that you, you that's the extent for sure. <laughs> Don't do that. It can be yeah. threatening. Yeah, he's invisible. <laughs> I'm invisible. Can't see, can't see me. <laughs> and Google, thank you, sir. Brentwood chick in the house. Yeah, for the great cause. Fifty dollars super chat. Thank you very much. Brentwood every week is incredibly generous. Um, thank mm-hmm. you very much for that. Um, very awesome to go to extra life for that. Appreciate that. And um, also uh, gifted memberships over on hoax channel as well. So just, what? just always super generous. I, I, I assume Brentwood chick is in Brentwood, California. One of the destinations in dead Island too. What? Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in LA. Right. So. I'm not playing <laughs> I'm not now. To, I think I'm allowed <laughs> to say it's in LA. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you very much. Appreciate that greatly. And then, uh, again, also very generous, Marianne Williams, every week with $20 super stickers on both channels, which is just amazing and overly generous. So thank you so much. Hugely appreciate it. Um, and then uh, we've got Chris Mullen as well with the $10 Australian super sticker over on Hoag's channel. Thank you for continuing to support Hoag over there. And then, of course, Chris had to throw uh, Travis for a loop here get us started early so give it give us give us the story time here travis Ooh, okay um this is for travis tie guy there once was an egg oh the the egg came first in case anybody was wondering the egg hatched into a little chick the chick decided it wanted to take up dancing lessons and it was competing in the dancing lessons against a bunny with the prize being a bar of chocolate high stakes uh (laughs) they danced their heart out and I think maybe the they they fell in love and they started to become dance partners together. That's a pretty good story. Thank yeah, you for that, story. Chris. Yeah, good there story. Go. What was in the uh, prize box there? Was it the chocolate or something bigger and better? What the hell is that thing? It's like an owl. Yeah. Maybe they gave each other a gift and that's how they became betrothed no dance way. partners. There's a lot of bunnies. Oh, because it's Easter. I get it. There's Easter and all the eggs. I, honestly, I, I I know so little about Easter. I I barely know like what even it is. I swear to you. So. Oh my gosh! Right. All right. Eggs Chris. and bunnies are a thing on Easter. Do, do do Christians know that bunnies don't lay eggs? That they're mammals? Is that common knowledge? In the... I think yeah, at this point they just go yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's all about the yeah, Cadbury just... cream eggs, man. You okay. know, that's yes, but the Cadbury cream eggs we get here in the U.S. suck because they're made by Hershey's. So if you want the real Cadbury cream eggs, you got to get the ones made by Cadbury. All right, from the UK. All right, all right. stop. Okay, you they taste like elitist. crap here. Oh, all right, man. what's wrong with the Hershey bar? They're wrong with no, Hershey's nothing's wrong with the Hershey bar. But Hershey made Cadbury eggs are not the same as real Cadbury eggs. Like the oh, mini eggs, you know the mini Hershey. eggs. The mini eggs here suck. Get the real ones. You got to do it. Import them. Why? Because they taste different. They're probably beans in them or something. What are you talking? See, you don't even know what you're talking about. This is your area of expertise. Come on. Listen. Come on. Not British chocolate. I have no (laughs) idea what the hell that is. And this is why you fail, sir. No, no. I've seen English breakfast. Looks like butt. So, no offense. We got to give you England. Look, Ames, Dan is is wrong about a lot of stuff, but English food not being good, I mean, that's that's not. Neither of you know what you're talking about, so I'm just going to move on. Unfortunately, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're talking about scooped bagels. Go back to your 
hipster joints. I don't know what you're doing over there. What All in right. the hell are you talking about? You know how many videos I've seen on YouTube where it's like, hey, try this American food. And all these kids are like, oh, my God, that looks disgusting. Oh, my God, that's the best thing I've ever ate. Yes, like, why, that's English why, breakfast. Yeah, why? No, why are they putting why are they putting gravy on scones? That doesn't make any sense. It's called biscuits and gravy. And then they try it. Those aren't scones. Those aren't scones. What they call scones. They're they're not the same. They're not even close to the same. So these British people that are speaking with a British accent have no idea what they're talking about? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) What I'm saying is the biscuits you get in biscuits and gravy are not like scones. They're not. Well, I know what a scone is. No, you don't. If you think it's like a biscuit. Scones are very dry. Listen, <laughs> yeah, they're disgusting. They're the worst no. thing I've ever had. Yeah. Like, but I'm not sure why somebody liberal. would buy a scone. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, the British people were buying, were, were calling Help me. biscuits scones, is what I'm Please. telling you. It's the, the, they were British. There were these British kids. They were, I mean, unless they baked it. They're like, why is the why is that, why is there gravy on these scones? Notice, notice he said kids. There was a teacher. i'll send it to you you guys can you can tell me what you think but yeah they were all very excited uh thank you chris who says uk cadbury's is so much better yes it is these ignorant people i have to podcast with don't know what they're talking about Uh, i hold that they're both disgusting (laughs) that's true which i think is fair sardinism sell tell dan he's never had a real scone i'm trying to tell him that sorry but he don't listen okay they don't listen that might that might be true ains but look come on he's not missing that much i mean uh no uh well i mean they're not like the greatest thing in the world but a a real scone is, is good they're they're better than the fake scones but they're they're not amazing I had okay. a Starbucks scone as, as all was British the last time ever. See that, that this is what I'm talking. This is what I'm dealing with. Starbucks scones. Yeah, it's I I, I will. Those aren't real. Right now, it was disgusting. Those aren't but real. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying all scones are Starbucks or Starbucks scones. I'm just saying that one sucked. That's- Welcome to Sconecast. <laughs> yeah, Scone, <laughs> scone <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> that would, this would be the worst scone cast I, ever because I, I i guarantee you even even the best of us don't know that much about scones like like you know what i mean like how much yeah. do you Ains, i know facts, you don't know how to make a scone i've yeah. actually made scones before but that you know that's as far as i go oh man somebody right. help me it's like all right Rick. Get the ones oh, that's because you haven't had a real scone Stop i have it. had a real scone the, the more real they are the worse they taste that's kind of it's, no. like, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like really good alcohol you know it's like oh it, you, the 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 fact that it tastes terrible is like a challenge to the person digesting it mm. uh, scones are, gecko yeah. said welcome to season sconing <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good uh, all right let's hit the super chat that's been on the screen for like five minutes yeah, all right rob frawley the ten dollar <laughs> super chat wanted to thank everyone including chat for their thoughts on teaching game literacy uh sure. after some work my mother now has my ps5 and has played through uh ellie's seattle day uh three chapter on her own ellie's right seattle on. day oh, three chapter last, on her. that was last Last week, last right? was two. Yes, yeah. we were uh, maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember, but um, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Um, I, I also think. I guess if you watch the show, you know that it has some darker moments too. But I'm just sitting here thinking about a, a grandmother who hasn't played, uh, who hasn't played video games, just starting with Last of Us Two, and that kind of amazes me. There's some dark moments in that game. So that's yeah, pretty messed up. That's cool though. It's awesome, Rob. Thank you. 
Tao in the house. Oh man, there's another one. Tao's up. Chats up, casters. Hey, Ains, have you been able to mess around with your PC or not? Really, because of work. Happy Sunday slash Easter. Yeah. Thank you, Tao. Thank you, Tao. Yeah, um, I have a little bit. Um, I've reinstalled Red Dead Two. Uh, playing that at max everything at crazy frames. It's incredible. Um, I wish I had time to just sit down and play that for another 200 hours. Uh, I also reinstalled Cyberpunk, which is crazy. And this week, uh, CD Projekt Red is releasing the latest update for Cyberpunk, which includes path tracing, which if you haven't read about, is what's uh, considered full race tracing, like the fully featured race tracing, um, along with some other features that use DLSS 3. So Cyberpunk on my PC or higher-end PCs is going to be bonkers this week. I'm really excited to check that out. Um, I can tell you on Cyberpunk right now with DLSS 3 running, I think I'm something like, um, what did I do? I did kind of ultra everything with ray tracing and was still hitting like nearly 200 frames or 180 frames, something like that. Um, so yes. it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing Halo uh, at 240 frames um, regularly. I still get PC fun where it's like, you know, you go to start the game and it crashes or you get an error and, you know, all the fun things with PC. But um, generally, it's been pretty cool. So, uh, Gecko in the house. Gecko, I heard American chocolate tastes like vomit. I am not joking. <laughs> yes. American chocolate's not the best. It's just not. Um, especially, oh, I don't, oh, I forget where Gecko. So, yeah, I mean, if you get like this higher end kind of smaller brands, yeah. right? Not the stuff they're, you're going to get your your basic I, store. But I think I think the uh, traditional sentiment that chocolate in America is bad comes from the days of like, you know, Nestle and and uh, Hershey's being like Hershey, the dominant the chocolates, stuff. which which are not good. But like actual chocolate in America is like small batch, you know, local or or just like small organizations. We have a lot of good candy and chocolate now, but uh, I probably too much. I mean. It's kind of like it's similar to beer. Like uh, I know uh, Europeans think of American beer like Bud and Coors Light and stuff, and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's crappy beer, and it is crappy beer. Um, but there's so many microbrews here now in the U.S. that are like incredible. It's the same type of thing mm -hmm. here. You kind of have this broad, broad uh, dichotomy between lowest to highest grade. But yeah, if you're coming from, I forget where Gecko is, but if you're coming from some countries in Europe, you know, Belgium, Germany, um, those chocolates are just they're incredible. I don't know, man. So. They're too sweet for me. I'm not a milk chocolate guy, though. Oh, man, dark chocolate. Come on. Dark, dark chocolate. chocolate's the way. But but that's yes. the thing. European countries I've been to don't seem to have a ton of dark chocolate. They have a lot of milk chocolate. And I'm I'm not I'm not really a milk chocolate guy. So uh, yeah. I tell I challenge you guys to find me a better chocolate than a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's the Easy. perfect everything. No, you best, can't. Best the best chocolate in the world. Is here. Oh, here's my thirty dollars, you know, piece of chocolate this big, and then like, no, here's my Reese's peanut no, butter the, cup. No, the best it's chocolate delicious. in the world, Dan, is in no. Ghana, Africa. I don't want to hear that. Ghana, Africa has the definitive best chocolate. Whatever. Everyone should go to Ghana. Out of it's your mind. Amazing. Out of your mind. Whatever, Dan. Out of can't your damn do mind. This. No. Can't do this. Our boy I'm on a the, show where the, someone just said the, the best chocolate in the world is a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's what are we even chocolate. talking about anymore? What chocolate. are we doing here? Perfect candy. I apologize for my co-host no. here. Apologize. You guys are terrible. <laughs> and one more super chat to get to Brentwood Chick. Yeah, Travis, it's California, or not California, but Tennessee. Great place to live. 
and then boom, boom. Brentwood, Tennessee. Fantastic. Oh, Brentwood, Tennessee. Gotcha. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. You is did it, not. Is, have it, to... is it chick or is it like chic? Isn't that I thought it was. Chic I guess as it, well. I guess it could be chic. Yeah, sorry. Mm. It's right. like Brentwood chic. Like Brentwood chic. chic. I like that very too. Chic. But yes, thank you um, again. Generosity, super, super appreciated, bro. Yeah. I'm just calling you Brentwood, like it's your name, Brentwood. Um, but thank you very much. That's good to know. I didn't even know there was a Brentwood in Tennessee, if I'm honest with you. So neither did I. Yeah. I and like last super chat. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I feel like there's like a a a, type, a name of every city in every state in America. Like, isn't there like a there's a Paris, Texas? You know what I mean? Like, we have a lot of that. Like, yeah, I, I just that that's so uncreative. Like, if I was naming a city, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know name it after some super famous place elsewhere and then when other people assume i live in france i'm gonna be all offended like no obviously i live in paris texas it's like <laughs> come on nobody's thinking about your place first you know what i mean like that happens a lot i was just talking to someone about this because i lived in uh wilmington delaware growing up and there's wilmington north carolina there's wilmington ohio there's wilmington delaware um there's yeah. pittsburgh pennsylvania there's pittsburgh and kansas there's yeah i don't know ontario like, california you know how freaking <laughs> confusing that is because it says on it says ontario ca which is also yes. the acronym for canada so it, it's even more confusing for it to be ontario california i think there's a canadian yeah. texas too which is weird yeah just just come up with original names it's not that hard not that, i was just gonna say it's not that hard yeah <laughs> All right. And then lastly, from Don Lionheart, last super chat we'll get to at the moment. All right. Happy Easter, Bitcast family. Ains, can you share your exact PC specs? I'm prepping to uh, pay someone to build mine. Last parts to get here tomorrow. Have a wonderful holiday today. If you celebrate, happy Passover to Travis. Yeah. Oh, Passover nice. was on Wednesday. If you don't know, that is one of the many Jewish holidays celebrating a time we almost got murdered or executed as an entire people um, that's that's all of our holidays uh and passover a lot of the history is very sad i mean i'm sorry to tell you we have not been a we have not enjoyed a lot a lot of our history um the passover is is uh recognizing the time we were enslaved for a couple thousand years or however long it was by the egyptians fun times fun yeah. times well, happy Passover as well. Yes, Don. Uh, thank you. It's for not happy, but yeah, it's funny when people say. <laughs> no, I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I can share those. Just uh, DM me, Don. We can talk about it. Happy to help, um, and we'll we'll talk through it. I had a couple other people help me as well, so I can recommend to you. So, thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right, we'll get back to gaming eventually here. All right, guys. Uh, so, gonna kind of go. Um, in release schedule order here and just talk through a bunch of the games that are coming out over the next, I'd say five weeks or so, six weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we already talked through PGA tour. So ghostwire Tokyo, which we talked about a lot last year when it released on PS five, because it's from uh, tango game works out of Bethesda uh, that's releasing on Xbox finally on Tuesday and in game pass, of course, because Bethesda. So if you haven't checked out ghostwire Tokyo, um, I actually enjoyed it. Fun game. It gets a little repetitive, um it's not gonna blow you away but i i really liked it it's unique it it really dives into japanese culture which is cool and gives you like a history of their uh kind of um the horror that you know they're they're uh what would you call them like fairy tales or or horror tales of their culture folklore. so it's um yeah. yeah folklore thank you that's probably a better word um 
really enjoyed that. So I would check it out if you haven't played that yet or didn't have a PS5 at the time. Mm. And Dan, it's not overly scary at all. Uh, no, I, I, I'm probably three quarters of the way through it already. Oh, there you go. Yeah, cool. I've, I've got it on PlayStation. It, it's a really unique game. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass and you have it, try it. It's uh, uh, it's pretty fun, actually. I had a good time with it. It's a, Yeah, it does get a little bit monotonous towards the ending um, or towards farther you go into the game it kind of repeats itself over and over and yeah um but it's got some pretty cool powers a little bit something different um you're probably not used to you know playing a first person game it's not running around with guns and stuff it's you know it's actually you just kind of going like this and so (laughs) kind of like you know and and cool little like you know dr strange kind of weird spells and stuff it's actually really good I had a good time with it. I need to go back and finish it. Probably will end up being a pretty significant game for a number of reasons. One, it's probably the last Bethesda game to have any sort of exclusivity on PlayStation. Definitely the last Bethesda new IP that probably will appear on PlayStation at all. And also, Mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be the last game made by the founder of Tango Gameworks Studio. He's leaving Shinji. Um, So, yeah, because uh, he didn't work on or he, he wasn't in charge of uh their other game that just came out which high five rush if i rush high five rush just came to me um yeah and so and so this might end up being the last game that he produces at that studio uh period so uh definitely worth checking out for those reasons if you care at all about that and uh also a pretty unique game i actually only played like an hour or two of this on playstation so i'm uh i might if i have time pick this up and and play through it on xbox now that it's on that platform so i don't know yeah see. yeah it's fun and good call out on shinji too yeah it's kind of crazy news when he left um you know a uh, creator of resident evil if you're not familiar who shinji mikami is i mean he's just kind of a legendary name in the industry and uh, i know people like me sadly like we were talking about women night sons and sales uh evil within didn't really blow the doors off but i really like those games um so i hope we see him somewhere else i don't know we'll see what happens with tango going forward so High Fire Rush has been a big hit too, though. I mean, like, I, when I say big hit, I mean it's uh, critically very highly regarded. So we'll see what Tango does next. Um, then a big one here that I know Travis is excited for, and I don't say that sarcastically for a change, is Minecraft Legends uh, coming yeah. uh, in a, a week and a half here on the 18th. So we got some yeah. previews this week. Uh, previews are very positive on this. Uh, I read a couple of them, but I, generally people are saying that this game is going to uh, surprise some people in the sense of, I think kind of um, its depth, if you will, being Minecraft uh, related or Minecraft IP. So I wanted to just pose a question to you guys. I know you're big on this game, Travis, but how big could this game be? I I, I got to admit, I was kind of downplaying it a little bit. But when you think about the biggest gaming IPs in the world, Minecraft is right up there. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that, um, you know, this is a new Minecraft game. Dungeons was pretty big in the sense of, you know, player count. But this one looks to be kind of... Uh, broader than that and i think it's going to attract a larger audience over time than uh, dungeons did and i don't know seems like it could be a pretty big win my issue with minecraft dungeons and i thought that game was fine uh is that it didn't really use minecraft's biggest advantage to it which is that its world is perfect for building creatively and making it your own and minecraft dungeons you don't build anything you run through a pre-generated level and and fight things and yes. that's about as as deep as you get into it but the, the reason i'm excited by minecraft legends is 
it sort of feels like a mod to Minecraft. It uses the uh, the same world generation of Minecraft and the fact that you get to interact with it by building and it turns it into a PvP mini game is super cool. Um, so for those who don't know, this game is sort of like a real time strategy game where you build a base and you have to attack the enemy's base and destroy the, uh, the artifact that's in the center of it, uh, to, to claim victory. Um, and it's a, it's a multiplayer game with two teams, uh, fighting off against each other. And it just looks super cool. Um, I have played nothing of this game. I was not involved in the previews. I was actually supposed to review it, but then I got put on dead Island too. So I probably won't have time. Unless I finish it fast enough, I always think that, mm-hmm. and then it works out. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm super excited for this game. I think it's going to crush it in terms of how big it can be. It's an interesting question because I do think it'll be huge. And there are Minecraft mods that like make Minecraft a different game that have blown up like enormously, and so it could end up okay. being like that uh, if if it hits all the right the right notes at the beginning. But uh, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see because I don't know if the RTS community is huge. I think people will love the idea, but um, I don't. I don't. I mean, obviously, people love uh, like StarCraft too and stuff. But I, I, I'm, I'd be curious to see what the overlap is of the RTS community and uh, the Minecraft community. So, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I'm excited for it. That looks great. Yeah, and as usual, right? Uh, the nice thing here is. Um game pass so you can just try it check it out i'll check it out because of that uh i i'm not super interested in especially with the other games we're going to talk about coming out but uh we'll see um real quick uh not to get us off track but i want to shout out i, I was kind of looking at chat over here and ardo uh, Rissonen says i'm drinking mead i was going to give a bottle to my cousin who loved my mead he died on april 4th which is last tuesday rest mm-hmm. in peace pekka so re- really just calling that out and um sorry to hear that ardo my condolences our condolences and uh, all the best to you and family it's terrible man um so uh, a day later we get uh burning shores for horizon forbidden west so a big expansion there's a preview of this uh we have on our site some details um but as well uh playstation blog uh got with the community director i believe and and put up some new details of this it actually adds a companion at some point in this which uh, sounded interesting i don't know how that's going to play in horizon uh, but new area, new abilities, and this is a reminder that this is PS5 only. So if you played Forbidden West on PS4, uh, this is not available to you because it uses, um, they basically finally put in what they wanted to put in Horizon from the start, if you've read the uh, development blogs about this. But it, you can get on the, I forget what it's called, but it's like the pterodactyl. Uh, Dan, you would probably know. What's the damn flying thing called in Horizon? Uh, the Sunbeak might be the Sunbeak, but you can fly yeah. like around the world on it, which they couldn't get to okay. render properly on the PlayStation 4. But that's it. Go off, game Dan. Now. How many hundreds of hours are you going to put into this expansion? Yeah. Yeah. At this is one. all you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually haven't seen a whole lot of the PS blog because that, um, I figured it's you, coming out to soon. read it. Yeah. I don't need to read this stuff. I mean, I don't know what they got. You're going to play it anyway, does right? It say it, the companion. What, what the hell does that even mean? Does that mean that like it's just another person that, you know, like that are in the game, like right now, like, or is it like somebody that's going to be fighting alongside you? Or, I mean, they had companions in Forbidden West. It's just true. They weren't. Let me, let me read it to you. I got it right here. 
Uh, it says, we're excited to introduce Seika, S-E-Y-K-A, Seika. She's an ambitious Marine who has stepped up to help her people survive as a new companion for the DLC. Aloy will spend a lot of time with her throughout the story and rely on her help in many situations, a position she often doesn't find herself in. She's oh, yeah, confident, probably. compassionate, and fierce. Uh, let's see. She plays an important role in the next chapter of Aloy's journey. All right. So basically okay. another NPC friend sounds like which is yeah. fine i mean that's i'm excited for it because yeah i did put close to 400 hours into forbidden wow. west it's two playthroughs maybe three i don't know to um, say even two playthroughs doesn't explain 400 hours i'll take my time and you know obviously to enjoy it you know get my i don't play a lot of new games anymore so like you know when a new one comes out i gotta you know it is a big game it. too it's huge yeah, it's pretty big, you know, and, and and trying to level everything up, you know, get all the legendary stuff, all that, you know, and then level the legendary stuff to whatever it, you know it's supposed to be. It's it's, it's Ames, a lot. Did you ever uh, open up that bakery? Yeah. <laughs> Good callback, man. Uh, no, no, I got about uh, you it? know we 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 got. We started to find a location for the bakery. You know, I was starting to settle on that and I had talked to some potential employees about, you know, what they could what they could do in the bakery. Scones were top of the list. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? They sell really <laughs> well in American markets. People love that dry, <laughs> that dry brick of We're gonna sell real scones. Uh, yeah. you know, but um no, no, we did we never opened, sadly. We we only got about a third of the way into the process. Speaking of scones, have you seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Where yes. okay, yeah, right. with the scones episode, it's yep. great. And because he he <laughs> complains, Ains, just like you did about like it not being a real scone. He's like, this is a muffin. It's too moist. Scones are supposed to be dry. And then you know the he just gets in a pedantic argument with the, owner <laughs> of the coffee shop about what a real scone is. Uh-huh. But um, but no, like t- I think I'm at like 25 hours. I haven't gone back to it. So I knew it. I knew yeah. you were, we There's... all knew you were lying to yourself. You're never gonna. I know. There's just too much to play, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, cool, Dan. We'll wait to hear from you on that then, because yeah, I think of fun. the panel, you might be the only one playing that. So I think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna have time for it, unfortunately. Like I'm looking at this list. I'm like, I'm good for at least a couple weeks when that comes out so should be should be good are you gonna play star wars yeah when that comes out i will yeah that those actually are the only two that i'm looking at this list and going yeah that's that's probably what i play so well uh we've already mentioned dead island 2 so that comes out on the 21st now it was originally Mm -hmm. the 28th they moved it up a week uh as travis and i have already said uh we're reviewing that so stay tuned we'll talk obviously a lot more about that here when we can um i can never remember guys the is it live a live live alive live alive live alive live alive okay uh live alive is coming to the p uh to the playstation on the 27th so if you missed that on the switch and you're interested in that classic rpg that square brought back you can play that on playstation platforms here in a couple weeks um, I also wanted to shout out, this is a, a very lesser known one. I know I'm just really interested because it looks really, really cool. It's the last case of Benedict Fox. It's a it does uh, look kind cool. of, it does. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's a, uh, it's like a darker uh, style platformer um, that's coming April 27th on Xbox and PC. They did a new video of it this week on um, 
Xbox's ID at Xbox event that they did this week. So uh, check that out. There's a new trailer for it if you want to know more about that. I think we have a small preview up on uh, SG as well you can look at. Then the big one, um, I'd say probably the biggest or one of the biggest until we get to May is uh, Star Wars. Jedi Survivor comes out on the 28th. Uh, We had Star Wars Celebration, I believe, this weekend. Travis, you would be able to speak to this a lot more than me. But we got the latest story trailer, the last story trailer for Star Wars this morning, just before the show. So that's up on YouTube if you want to check that out. Um, I would say that uh, for me, guys, and I don't know about you, but for me, uh jedi fallen order was a very good game it was not i don't hold it way up there like some people do some people thought it was like you know game of the year and stuff i didn't um i thought it had too many fundamental flaws and a few of the things it was trying to do to to be that high but from what i've seen and the previews i've read and the videos i've watched i haven't watched a ton but because i'm trying to go in mostly dark but it looks like they're tackling all of the things that I would have held against the first one, including combat style, kind of variety, uh, world exploration, and kind of the size and scope of the uh, the level design. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about the map. Everyone talks about the map. I mean, it's bad. Um, so I, I, it just feels like this looks to be a far grander game than the first one. And given the talent at Respawn, um, I mean, I think it goes without saying, we already know this is going to be a hit, but if it if it lands like it looks like it's going to land, this could definitely be in the running at the end of the year for game of the year. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah. so I think, I, I think, I don't, I don't think there was a lot of people who thought that Jedi Fallen Order was game of the year. It came out in 2019, and I, I it wasn't even the best Souls like game that year. That would be Sekiro Shattered Dice Twice, oh, yeah. which did win game of the year for by most people's accounting. Um, but I, I think the reason that there was so much love for that game, Ains, is because it was the first good Star Wars game in a while, like the first genuinely good one. And so for Star Wars fans that see the potential in the franchise and games, and we've seen great Star Wars games in the past, it was just great to play a game and see like the story come together. And it was a part of the actual canon. It might have been the first the first major game to be part of star Wars Disney Canon. Um, I, th- I think battlefront two story was, and, but, but other than that, we hadn't really seen a whole lot since um, as soon as Disney acquired uh, star Wars, they immediately gave it to EA and then EA didn't do a whole lot with it except for um, the star Wars MMO, which is not Canon. So and battlefront. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, they did Battlefront, but Battlefront 1 didn't have a story, and Battlefront 2's canon story was, like, really short. It's, like, a three-hour story. So this is, like, the first time we actually got, like, uh, significant, like, details added and information about the Star Wars universe through a game, which I think was cool. Um, as a big Star Wars fan, I'm obviously really, really excited for this, and that game was really great to me because i was like this is a genuinely good game and also it's a star wars game uh which just felt like it hadn't happened in a long while but um yeah i i I agree with that uh the this star wars game uh which name i'm already forgetting because it doesn't follow last time what is it jedi what is what is this game called what survivor jedi survivor jedi survivor okay thank you sorry i know that they they're not following like jedi fallen order 2 or whatever they're just changing the the noun for what the jedi is yeah Um, i think i think that's kind of their thing here didn't they mention that the star wars jedi colon is going to be like a series of them right it's going to be an ongoing thing yeah which uh is it is a decision 
uh, I, I guess I guess they're they're just branding this as their this is the game where you're going to play as a Jedi. So then the, I guess the um, the logic there would say that you know they're going to have Star Wars bounty hunter series where you just play as bounty hunters. I don't know if that's if it's role based the series that they're doing. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, it was the IGN first game uh, I think in February, so it was the month before I did the Remnant two yes. one. A hard act to follow, let me tell you. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm Mitchell Saltzman, uh, Travis before Travis. He, uh, he, he has played a lot of that game, and he's very excited for it. And I tend to trust his opinion. Um, as does Hogue. He's Hogue's favorite IGN writer, as you guys know. Mitch, not me. Mitch Saltzman. Yeah. 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 Not me. I'll always be number <laughs> he four. He said you're your second favorite for Hogue. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I'm 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 very excited for it. Um, and also, uh, it's been a minute since we had a Souls like. It's been a minute. I'm ready for the next one. What was the last one, Ains? What was the last one? Elden Ring. Hmm. That's the last Souls like you played. Come on, there's been more recent ones than that. Oh, that I've played. That's a good question. Yeah. I I did play the updated. Um, Mortal oh, Shell. Wolong. Uh, Wolong just came out. That's a good chat well, as well. Wolong it's not. It's kind of like, yeah. It's Wolong's kind of order. It's like Dynasty Warriors meets Souls like. Uh, weirdly, um, Ninja Gaiden kind of with mm-hmm. Souls elements. I don't know how do you describe it, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, anything out of uh, Star Wars Celebration? I mean, obviously they announced a new trilogy. They announced Ray's coming back. I, yeah, I don't follow Star Wars greatly. Uh, you know, they announced a lot, but yeah. none of it was um, none of it was. I, I think the only crazy announcement was they announced a movie called Dawn of the Jedi. It's going to take place before the Old Republic, even which is the the farthest back we've gone back in Star Wars canon. And apparently, it's going to be a biblical like epic about the discovery of the Force, which is a period of Star Wars lore that has been debated and but only very vaguely talked about in star wars universe but it's it's going to be very different than anything we've ever seen because it takes place twenty five thousand years before any of the star wars movies we've seen so far and back then you know the force wasn't even a thing they were still discovering how to interact with it and the whole spirituality of star wars and i believe at that period of time they also had lightsabers that were enormous and heavy and they were connected using a tube to a backpack that powered it (laughs) <laughs> and so there's going to be like a very odd, if they stick to that canon, very odd, like kind of weighty samurai type movie um, would be my guess. But um, they compared it to the Ten Commandments. If you guys have ever seen that movie, like this biblical epic sized thing. So it, I have no idea what that is going to look like, but it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing to me. Um, so they announced that uh, they they also talked about the Disney Plus show, The Acolyte, which apparently is going to be Frozen meets Kill Bill. Frozen, the animated Disney movie. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so again, <laughs> again, again, I have no idea what that means, but I'm excited. The thing about the thing I like. Who about comes up with that analogy? Did you come up with that or did someone no, no, say no. that? She, that's how she pitched it to Lucas or Lucasfilm. She pitched that? it as. The, the person who made the show, she pitched it as Frozen meets Kill Bill. And apparently that got a thumbs up, which <laughs> I, I'm intrigued. I will admit, I, I I don't feel like I've ever seen anything that felt like it meant that definition. So I'm excited because the thing I really like about Star Wars is that 
it's sort of an open sandbox where the rules don't matter as much because it's a space opera. It's not a science fiction, right? And so the the rules and mechanics of Star Wars are really just decoration for the thing that we actually care about in Star Wars, which is amazing personal relationship-based storytelling, right? And I feel like a lot of people get way too attached to like specific things like Luke Skywalker and his journey and stuff like that. And I, I want to see them do new stuff. And so the things that make me excited are not necessarily continuation of Ray and, and the Skywalker adjacent saga, but as, as, as this new stuff that they're doing, that feels like we've never seen anything like it. Um, and so Dawn of the Jedi meets that qualification. The Acolyte, which I have no idea what it even is, meets that qualification. We're getting Andor Season 2, which Andor Season 1 was absolutely phenomenal. 10 out of 10 uh, TV show. And um, th- we're also getting... Um, what, what else? Oh, they, uh, they also showed uh, the Ahsoka trailer, which Ahsoka is a EU relegated character. I guess it's a TV show, so it's technically still EU. But we're finally getting the Star Wars Rebels cast in live action which is crazy star wars rebels highly underrated star wars cartoon so needless to say lots of cool stuff coming out of celebration um i'm i'm excited for it and uh yeah the, hopefully i mean with mando out right now finishing up and then just as it finishes up it's going to lead into jedi survivor um we got a lot of good star wars content coming out and i for one am excited I can tell. I yeah. I pulled your cord again. Um, you did. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's good though. I mean, I'm not like I said a million times. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Like I'll, I'll kind of watch what comes out, generally speaking, for the movies. But that's good, man. I I know you're excited. On, that obviously means that other people are not excited because Star Wars is all over the place for people, and it means different things to different people. Um, I've heard that uh, Andor is incredible from pretty much everyone. Uh, and I've heard mm-hmm. that Mandalorian season three is not. Uh, yeah, my my feeling on Mandalorian season three so far is that if you ever watch the Star Wars animated TV shows, they have a little bit of like a Sunday morning cartoon feel to them where the episodes don't always relate. They're sort of just like bite sized tastes of that world and, and that those characters. Um, and Mando has always sort of felt like a, swimming in sevens to me like it's like a seven out of ten show but it's it, it's enjoyable consistently i think even when the character the, the episodes go off and just tell some random like smaller size story i enjoy that for the fact that i enjoy the star wars galaxy and just kind of exploring new content in that world but uh, um it it very much has a feel of like a clone wars season where they go off and they do things that are maybe tangentially related, but like this episode is like a monster hunt and this episode is like a politics thing. And like, you're just sort of getting like little snapshots. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think when people watch a live action star Wars, anything, I think they're looking for like some big Epic story with like a, a follow through that an arc throughout all the episodes. And I don't think that's what Mando ever tried to be. I think Mando from season one has been sort of like little bite-sized stories. And I get why people, uh, don't like that for me it's always been you know a good not amazing show and so i'm just enjoying mando and it, it's it's sort of its own thing and Andor is its other thing which is that is like their you know super high budget super emotional dramatic like masterpiece tv show and so i i think you can have both in the same galaxy um, but i think some people get their expectations in a weird way about mando and to me it's always just been 
you know, he's a bounty hunter. He, he's a hired gun. He goes around and one episode, he solves one problem. One episode, he solves another problem. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just, in fact, that's how shows used to be. Remember shows where every episode was like 30 minutes to an hour. And then they just used to be like a self-contained story that had nothing to do with whatever they did next week. Now people expect it to be like a Netflix model where it's a binge where they, they make a two hour story and then they actually make 15 hours of episodes with like 13 hours of filler. And you just sort of like hear this really long winded story. Um, I'm I, for me, Mando's a breath of fresh air that it's not that it's just sort of a self-contained watch a story and then get on with your day. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. I, I like the passion. I like the passion. Yeah. I like, Star I mean, yeah, Amanda didn't do anything for me. I mean, I, I, I heard about it so much. Um, uh, you know, and I, I borrowed someone's Disney login so I could watch it. And I got to through episode three and I was like, yeah, I'm good. And moved on with my yeah. life. Um, yeah. if you're not, not in that world, me, but... I don't know why you'd watch it. Cause it's, I, very, I try, you know, yeah. I like to try. I still need to watch Andor. I haven't watched Andor. Andor, um, you should watch because Andor, for me, is like a gateway drug to loving the Star Wars galaxy. And then if you can, if you already love the Star Wars galaxy, then Mando's catnip for you because it's just more stories in the Star Wars <laughs> galaxy. But it's not, it's not a, it's not the thing I would show and be like, oh, this will totally get you into Star Wars. It's just, it's, it, it's not the type of show. It's a serialized kind of bite bite of star wars galaxy show so yeah definitely watch andor though andor is amazing truly uh bo johan calls out quantum leap classic show um by the way i want to thank bo because i missed it last week and i've literally it's been bugging me all week like this is how i feel about missing people's comments bo uh paid for uh five season gaming memberships to the channel last week and when we were doing super chats and stuff like that i missed it so big shout out to bo thank you very much for the support I did. I I nice missed it live, but I caught it kind of post. So uh, thank you. See that gaming dino? I know gaming dino on the on the uh, on the uh, profile pic and everything. Awesome. All right, Dan, you didn't mention anything about Star Wars. You're a Star Wars guy. What do yeah, you think? I like Star Wars. I'm not as like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just don't care as much. I like I like when everything kind of comes together. You know, like, oh, hey, I recognize this from here, you know, like, oh, this character is, you know, in this, you know, from this show is in this other show. You know, I, I like that kind of where they where they kind of connect everything. And like this game for me, like I, I start seeing, um, you know, in some of the shows you see kind of like some of the droids or some of the other things. I, I, I kind of want to see where this kind of ties in to the larger Star Wars universe, I guess. Um, I enjoyed the first game. Uh, it was really fun. Like Travis said, it was just a good Star Wars game, which we never really had. And that was kind of the biggest thing. Not for a while. Not for a long time. So what was the was, last Star Wars, the last good Star Wars game to you, Dan, before good? Fallen Order? I mean, like, do you, you like, were, you were like, excited for Squadrons, and that let squadrons, you down. Squadrons, yeah. I don't know. If, that came out after, though, I think. Didn't it, didn't I it think come out it, after? Jim? I think it came out slightly before. Is my recollection? I honestly don't um, remember. Did uh, uh right after? You was, you might was, be right. You might be right. It was it was at least in the same ballpark at the same time yeah. frame. Uh, did did you like um, uh, what's the one with the Darth Vader Secret Apprentice? What was that game called? Oh yeah, Je- Jedi. Uh, what was that game called? How? Why am I forgetting this? Force Unleashed. That's Force cool. Unleashed. Yeah, that was yeah. a crazy game. Yeah, did you like that game? 
Yeah, I played both of them. Uh, those Squadrons are- was 2020. Okay. Wow, 20, so that was more recent. Yeah. yeah. 2019 yeah. versus 2020. Those I, I like Battlefront 2. I had fun with that game. I mean, I know I like the campaign was well. okay, and the, the multiplayer is a lot of fun. My uh, friend wrote Once they fixed it up. Yeah, Mitch wrote it, right? Mitch yeah, helped write that. Yeah. Mitch Dyer, not Mitch Saltzman. Not Mitch Saltzman, yeah. It's, it's uh, kind of hit or miss with games, though, with Star Wars, right? It's always it been like you get a bunch of crap, then you get like something like KOTOR, and then you get crap, and then you get, oh, hey, The Force Unleashed. That's kind of fun. It was kind of stupid, but also kind of fun. Also, I'm not a huge I, fan I, of... I like uh, the first one. The second one was terrible. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that guy. Same guy who plays... Yeah. Can't stand yeah. Oh, what game? He also what does Darth Force Maul's Unleashed. voice. In oh. I think Rebels or did you play Force Unleashed Ants? No, I would be surprised if you didn't. Oh wow, that really? is surprising. No, I've heard tons about it for years, but again, like again, I'm not like Star, like Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't pull me in just on name, right? Like Kotor was incredible because it was an incredible RPG and story, um, and I adore that game. To well, death, I'm just surprised but... because it was such a big release in the 360 generation. Like it was, it was. Like, that first Force Unleashed game. Was what like year really was it? Big. When did that come out? I don't know. I can tell you. I think I was in I was in college or high school or something. It was a long time ago. Yeah, Sam Witwer. Shout out to his crappy acting. I mean, he's not good. No offense. Well, that was if you're watching, (laughs) you know, you suck. Uh, All I'll say, all I'll say is that that story was super fun and interesting, and I'm really, really glad it's not canon. Really glad. Yeah, yeah, because like the stuff that happens in that is like unbelievably balls to the wall crazy. Force Unleashed came out in September of 2008, which means I was in high school. Oh, that came out the same time as Gears 3. Like, no, I was never touching that game. I was playing Halo 3 and Gears 3 had come out like or Gears 2 actually in 2008. Yeah, that's why. That's all I played. Yeah, came out when I was in high school and Obama was not yet president. How interesting is that? You know, you know, my favorite Star Wars game though, back in the arcades, the old arcades in like the gosh, mid 80s, maybe, where they had the it was like the trench run basically for from it, I, I can't what were they what kind of graphics do they call it? It was the same thing as like uh, uh they are called oh, you're gonna put me on the spot, it has a yeah, name, right? yeah, yeah, it's um, a weird name, but it was I love that. It was you could you, they had a pod one where you can get in there and sit down and hell yeah. You know, Oh, in the arcades? Oh, that one's oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have, I have a picture of me playing that like five years ago because I went to yeah. – in, in New Hampshire the is the biggest spins, arcade right? in the world. No, that's, that was around, right? No, you're, you're beyond – that's after. Yeah, that's after. Yeah, you're, you're later. We're talking about the one that came out before you were born. Yeah, probably. Oh, are you talking about the one where it's got the green reticle from the movie? Yes. And you're doing the trick. Yes. Okay, I, I, have yeah. I have played that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, they so Funscape is the biggest Vector? arcade in the world. Was it Vector graphics. Vector graphics. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yep. That's why the uh, old gaming system was called the Vectrex because it uh, used vector graphics. Is. Yeah. Little known facts for you. Now we're back to really season gaming. I am. Oh yeah, you guys are old. <laughs> they do. Anyway, they do. Yes. By the way, Ains, they still do have that game in some arcades. Some yeah. like old. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because they remade it. They remade it. They got um, it in Colorado. Uh, I can't remember. There's like a place in Colorado that's just a giant arc outside arcade, which is crazy. And it's just they've got all kinds. Yeah, it's, it's got it's, it's like combining covered. What a what a what a conflict of interest. The two yeah. things, the one thing that nerds love with the one things they don't love: outdoors yeah. and arcades. Come on, man. Yeah. That's like 
Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, fun spot, Walt. Thank you. Not fun skate. Fun skate is something fun else. Spot is, fun spot you guys been is. Fun spot is. Yeah, it's the biggest arcade. That's what I was just talking about yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. It's also yeah. featured prominently in the documentary King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. It is. Yes, that's that, a great. If you've great never watched, movie, great. ten out of yeah. ten movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you've awesome. seen that, Ains. It's yeah. so good. I've, I've seen it multiple yeah. times. It's so good. Yeah. Such a good yeah. documentary. Yeah. Um. But no, the the funny thing, the other one I remember, Dan, is I used to, when I was a little kid, go to the arcade. I used to have to get a stool because I was that young. I was probably four or five and play Return of the Jedi, yeah. which was a, a normal arcade game. But it had where you're on the speeder and you had to go through the woods and yep. avoid the trees. Fast, slow. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. God, so fun, man. Love those yep. games. So. Man. The new one that you can find at Dave & Buster's, though, with the orb that spins around is actually pretty good. Is it? It's pretty nice. good, yeah, yeah. The hardest level I think you play is Darth Vader, and you have to kill the rebels, and it's super aggressive. You're like, wow, this feels super wrong. They're like screaming as you kill them. They're like, ah, I just bit off my mortgage. You know, you're just like, Jesus, I'm a monster. Um, highly recommend. Well, I mean, technically, that's kind of the entire point, right? Of uh, yeah, exactly. The they, empire. They, but... the, each each level is like progressively harder, and then the hardest level is you're darth vader you have to kill all the rebels and everyone's against you but you're just like i don't care i'm vader i'm the best <laughs> just kill my everybody. favorite people are the people who uh and not to take us off on a different subject but are the people who genuinely don't understand the core concept of star wars story and the the empire and the rebels and what that's supposed to represent and they can't oh, like they, they don't know they don't know about like the vietnam and that, that yeah like allegory. they can't correlate it to real life like their beliefs oh my god they, they're like star wars fanatics but they're also like these people in real life they're it's idiots. like don't you see this, the this, this is what i'm trying to tell you star wars fans i i love star wars but the fans are the worst part of the franchise <laughs> the worst part we have the dumbest fans i've ever met in my life so stupid and like somebody will point out to them like you know the 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 empire are the, the bad guys and some somebody uh i saw a commenter who's like a big star wars fan was like well then by that uh, americans would be the empire and then I was, <laughs> yes <laughs> literally george lucas wrote he it literally as said it wrote it yeah. as a protest to the war in vietnam you moron oh my this is God. literally what i mean it's like how can you not see what the point of this entire yeah. universe is this is like... what i try to tell when i when i say that star wars fans are like the worst people to like they don't understand star wars that's the type of stuff i'm talking about they make these arguments where you're just like dude did you have you watched the movies at all like the, it, what are you taking away from this um which by the way ains is one of the reasons andor is so damn good it's one of the most like anti-authoritarian anti-cop like pro-revolution movie ever in like the best kind of way because i get a little bored by those tropes that i just mentioned but like when star wars gets it right oh oh it's so good so yeah yeah it's not even like you have to necessarily agree per se but if it's a good story it's a good it's yeah. a good basis for story um shout out nick says the super nintendo star wars games were fun too they sure were uh they in were. fact i oh. i have uh right and over the there actually four ones yeah. yes uh right over there i have return of the jedi for super nintendo sealed still in the plastic um that i picked up Wasn't like 20 years ago a rogue squadron remake or reboot or something and then i got canceled. it was rumored for a while Rumor? yeah. yeah okay yeah and you got squadrons basically squadrons <laughs> that instead yeah. I mean, look, yeah, look, look squadrons is squadrons is great in VR. 
Yes. Like, have you guys played the VR version? That's it's really cool. It Dan has. Yeah, it's really cool. But uh, that's about it. The fact that you can look over and see yeah. like a ship it's flying nuts. behind you when you're in it's VR. So much, is really yeah, I had that in the flight stick when I reviewed it from the side. Oh, yeah, he, he reviewed, reviewed, he reviewed it, it for nice. us with the flight stick yeah. in VR. It was amazing. That's that was that is always been my those, my favorite kind of game is the flight part of it. You know, like not necessarily the story. I love the X wing. I love the dog fighting. I love all that stuff. It's really, really fun. They did a, I thought they did a really good job with it, but it's so, you know, it's kind of niche kind of area. And, and I, I, if you haven't played in the VR and you've only played it with like, you know, your controller, you're missing out on so much. And, and I'm not a big VR guy, but that game, it just, it lends itself so well to it and it does a really yeah. good job. So how did you how do you do that with the peripheral for the flight stick plus the VR headset? So obviously you're playing on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the no 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 no, no. Like the... nope. PS4 huh? or PS1. Wait, PS4. So you... PS1. PS1. Jesus. PS4. PS1 Can you imagine the frame rate of PS1 VR? <laughs> no, that would be horrifying. Be awesome. um, no, I paid on. Wait, P- so, uh, so you were playing? You were playing on PS4 with the PSVR yep. one. You're using a Thrustmaster flight stick plugged yep. into USB, and then you had the other USB dedicated to the headset. Yep. That sounds like it ran at 15 FPS. No. There's no way that was really. It ran yep. well. Ran That's really, really surprising. Well. Yeah, did a really okay. good job. Never had an issue. Never had a frame rate issue. It was amazing and the, so I, just, I, I played I sat it. there on my recliner with my with my thrust master sitting on my lap and you know that was it <laughs> on your you know? lap yeah it was one of the ones that kind of aren't you, aren't you supposed to, aren't you supposed to drill those into like a, a no. desk or something Listen. to make them stable I'm laughing at the just take everything out of this conversation and just say on my lap. I'm sitting I, I on my recliner with my thrust master I, on my lap yeah. <laughs> that was me yeah. I like to I'm think in my is his own thrustmaster. Yep. I really like to think that it was amazing. Or children. Mm-hmm. Wait, so so yeah, okay. I'll, I I have more questions, but whatever. We got to move on. This we have a show <laughs> to do here, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, you honestly, his review is still up on the site. Obviously, yeah, you can check sure. that out. Uh, Fish String, shout out to Fish String, who's my racing buddy friend. Um, he uh, he's dove he's dove into the deep end with VR and racing because he races in real life and uh, we've been talking about that over on our discord but like gran turismo 7 right in vr is what you guys said right just being able to be on the track and look instead of assume there's a car next to you makes all the difference in the world it's 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 awesome yeah sweet it's awesome uh so we'll talk more about dan's Thrustmaster at a at a point in the future here Nice. Uh, move <laughs> that same day of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So we're back on April 28th is uh Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the big expansion for Monster Hunter Rise. Nice. That comes to the PlayStation Xbox PC versions of Monster Hunter. So if you're a big uh, MH fan, that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The following week is uh the big Bethesda release, uh the first one of the year, which is Redfall, of course. We've talked a lot about Redfall, so that's May 2nd. We got some previews out uh last week or two on those from a preview event out of um out of LA that they did. Uh, very positive. Again, a lot of positivity surrounding that. I am reviewing that for SG. So uh, I'm excited to uh, to dive into that. I love Arcane Games. We've talked about that. So I will not uh, be really reviewing that. <laughs> no. Probably. I don't it's know. got a McCaffrey written all over it. Uh, I don't know. I would have thought that about Diablo 4 as well. But I'm reviewing Diablo 4. I love that you and I are reviewing Diablo 4. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm very excited great. about that. 
<clears throat> one guy who's good uh, and then, one guy who's bad. It'll be a nice little kind of comparative analysis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I have I, I've tried to think of something witty to say and I literally had nothing. My, my I actually thought your screen froze. froze because you just <laughs> were so stuck. I was like, I think we lost change <laughs> again. That, that, yeah. that was my operating system, just yeah. like uh, nothing. <laughs> is he saying I'm bad? <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> um and then of course uh we didn't touch on it last week, but we could I can't speak now. See, I'm broken. A uh, week before last, we got uh, the presentation on Zelda, of course, Tears of the Kingdom. It is Tears of the Kingdom, not Tears of the Kingdom, Mo. Um, so <laughs> Tears of the tears. Kingdom. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> I mean, it is a Nintendo game, so I guess the title. Well, maybe the kingdom yet. is tearing itself apart. You know? Guys. Just then. Yeah. Guys, if you if there's anything you know about the Zelda franchise, it's that they love personification. Breath of the Wild, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. All right, yeah, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. love it. They love it. It's poetic. <laughs> so that's uh, that's May twelfth. Uh, by the way, shout out Tal. Tal said the Sunbreak expansion has already been on PC. It's just the new consoles. Thank you for that clarification. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. So the presentation. Uh, I don't know about you guys. So you know, you know my thoughts on Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to get into yep. that. Um, <laughs> so I was. Um, I got to say, this presentation I was mixed on. I was mixed in the sense of there's some cool new additions here. I like having kind of the ability to go up to this kind of sky layer, right, with the different uh, kingdoms up top and then come back down, which is almost like dropping into a, a battle royale. Um, I like how they talked about the combination of the weapons, right, and crafting and kind of building, uh, you know, doing things where you can combine, which will probably alleviate some of the concerns with the whole weapon degradation system they have. Um, I believe they also talked about um, removing kind of the stamina meter for like exploration, climbing and or, or making it less intrusive. So you can kind of explore more. But all that said, it looks to me like I mean, it looks to me like a I'm probably not the best Zelda guy here, but kind of a Majora's Mask type thing. It's like a it, it's building upon what was already there with Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Right. This is not like a new entry in the sense of. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, it's not like brand new from the ground up. It's this is building upon what Breath of the Wild was, which makes sense because Breath of the Wild, whether I like it or not, doesn't matter. It was a huge selling, hugely celebrated game. So, um, you know, I think I'd like to hear from you guys what you think about this. I don't know if any of the three of us are huge Zelda fans, per se. Um, oh, huge. No, are you being sarcastic? No, I'm here. I'm a huge Zelda fan. Enormous. Okay, because yeah, there there are a few others I talk to who are like diehard Zelda guys. Grew up with it, love all the entries, right? But I, when it comes to Breath of the Wild, I, I see this kind of mix. So some people who put yeah. it right up there, right, and then there's other Zelda fans who are like, that wasn't a good Zelda game. Um, yeah, I, I'm somewhere. I don't know where middle. this falls. I, okay. I'm somewhere in the middle. I I love Zelda. I've I've beaten every Zelda game multiple times. It's one of my favorite franchises ever. Uh, but uh, Breath of the Wild is very much a, a a kind of stepping away from classic Zelda games. But I, as you know, I don't have a problem with that in games. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty irreverent when it comes to this sort of stuff. And so I, I'm glad that they're trying new things. Frankly, I think there's a reason you try new things. Um, there are some things I definitely bemoan from Breath of the Wild. The lack of proper dungeons or yes. uh, memorable boss battles is certainly one of them. Um, uh, but there's things that did that are great. Uh, 
stories in Zelda games have never been very good. And I do think that they tried to tell a story more in Breath of the Wild, which I think is cool. Um, the open world kind of reinventing of itself is 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 certainly cool. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, my general thoughts are, I don't think Breath of the Wild is a 10 of 10 game. <laughs> certainly not. It's not a 9 of 10 for me either. But I do think it was good. And I think it showed the potential for what I hope will be an evolution that feels like the next step in uh zelda because there is something pure about breath of the wild that gives me hope that it could eventually be a 10 out of 10 you know game in the series um which is that it it really reminds me of the original breath of the wild or sorry the original legend of zelda on the nes um it starts in very much the same way where you you start and you kind of go out and adventure and you find at your own pace and kind of discover the secrets there. And I think Breath of the Wild hits that mark in a way that the Zelda franchise had not hit in a long time because Zelda became increasingly linear um, as they went on. Uh, and they kind of felt like, you know, adventures where you go along a, a very specific path. And I really liked that Breath of the Wild went back to its roots almost in a weird way. Um, so let, let me share this from Jared because... Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean no, to interrupt you, but I, I want to get yeah, your guys' rambling. both commentary on this. Because um, I, I agree with this almost wholeheartedly, right? I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I consider it a very strong 7 out of 10. It did the basics very well and advanced Zelda and Nintendo games, but compared to any other modern RPG, it was sorely lacking. And that was my problem with it. And I, I heard from the people who really loved it... Um, but that's not what Zelda is. And so I guess the question that I've posed before to people is, I understand that Zelda is going to be Zelda and Nintendo is going to do what Nintendo is going to do. We all know that. But when you look across, one of my big things as games advance and time goes on, like games learn from one another. We talk about this concept all the time when like reviewing, yeah. right? You, they like Developers learn from one another. Yeah, exactly. Right. And games advance. And when I, in 2015, and I, I know I bring this up all the time, but in 2015, I played Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, right? We all did. The world did. Game of the year. One of the most awarded games of all time. In, in 2017, Breath of the Wild comes out. And it felt like Zelda going open world. And you have this big open world and explorative uh, aspects of it. And I enjoy that. But it just felt so bland and empty. And just there just wasn't anything to it. And I, I don't understand... The excuse of, but it's a Zelda game. It's not supposed to have all these RPG elements. And so I'm like, well, I bet, I bet you, I could make a a parallel that you would you would understand and and sort go. of probably agree with. So sometimes when creating a, a a beloved series and pivoting it to a different genre or type of game, it's more important to keep the aspects that are important to that genre than it is to add and make it like a Far Cry game. And so a great example to that of that genre is more, or that IP that ip but that ip transitioning to a new genre right which yeah. which i would say was what breath of the wild did so a great example of that is um halo infinite halo infinite is an open world shooter game but they very intentionally tried to not make it like far cry and you could use that as a criticism against it you could say well look it's missing all the stuff that are so common in open sure. world games but i actually see that as a positive to the halo infinite because halo infinite to me is like they took the thing all the stuff i loved about halo and then they 
contextualized it in a new type of way where the <clears> fact that sure. it was halo gunplay and halo like encounters where a covenant ship drops some grunts and you fight them and that was existed in open world blew my mind it was like to me halo infinite when i first played it i was like i can't believe this game exists like i remember just, you were this, you were even yeah, higher like, than me which was i was crazy. like this is this is the halo game <laughs> i always wanted because of of that that uh second mission and halo combat evolved where you land on the mm -hmm. ring and and you know it just it it gave me that um and so i think zelda does did, did the same thing for a lot of people um okay. i i tend to agree with the commenter where i think it, it it was a great starting off point but i don't i don't see it as a 10 out of 10 game i may be a little more positive than him maybe it's an 8 out of 10 but i i largely agree with the sentiment that it's missing some stuff but i don't think the stuff it's missing is the stuff it's missing from the open world genre I actually think it should okay. take as little as possible from the open world genre. The thing the stuff I think it's missing are the stuff it's missing from the from itself, its own Legend of Zelda series, right? Like it's missing like proper dungeons. I mean, it's missing dungeons are the probably the most notable, right? Dungeons are the most notable one, but but it, that's my point is uh I think the stuff it's missing, the stuff that ma that makes me look at it as as less than most people is not the stuff it's missing from open world. I say keep all that stuff far away. You're Zelda, do Zelda stuff. But when you don't do the Zelda stuff well, that's when I start to criticize you a little more harshly. And I think that is <laughs> where Breath of the Wild for me isn't as successful. But I have no problem with them ignoring a lot of the stuff that exists in the open world franchise. Take with it what works, but don't make yourself assassin's creed that you're no, not no i don't not. want you to do that and I, I i think that that in the same way i liked halo infinite didn't draw intentionally from a lot of open world learnings i think that breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom could succeed in the same way they just need to nail the zelda parts for me and then that that i think will make them successful but i agree with the commenter right i think it's missing a lot of stuff i just think maybe maybe we disagree on the stuff it's missing i don't think it's missing open I, world things I think what concerns me is <clears throat> I, I generally agree with you. Um, and I think we land more on the score of that game. Like when I talk down on that game, I talk down on it from a perspective of it's not a 10 out of 10. And, and when people say it's like the greatest game of all time, I, I honestly genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Um, but that doesn't mean I think it's bad. Right. Um, I never said that or anything of the nature. I, I would probably land in kind of the, the eight ish camp as well, if I was reviewing it, but my, my concern with tears of the kingdom so far is that presentation we got two weeks ago, that was 15 minutes long. Didn't show me at least not yet. The things we're talking about, it didn't mm -hmm. show me that it's corrected the things that I thought breath of the wild was missing or lacking. It just showed me more of breath of the wild with a few more options and showing me the, um, for me, again, me personally, the extension of the, uh, what are the abilities you can do where you move shit around and, you know, you can pick stuff up and move it. And, you know, link has the abilities, you telekinetic know, telekinetic power or whatever. It's like the telekinesis thing. stuff. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't interest me. It just does nothing for me. Like I would much rather you have spent time to your point. Let's put like, you know, uh, 60, 90 what dungeons in it that are unique or different and, and do things of that nature that really, you know, make it a more dense world. And I, I, I just didn't see it out of the presentation. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And I'm hoping they've done some of these things in the last, it's been five years, six years yeah. since Breath I'm not, of the Wild. I'm not sure. And and this is why I enjoy being a critic because where other people say, you know, they see Breath of the Wild and they go, this is the greatest game I've ever played. I tend to, to temper 
my opinions with a lot of criticism, which confuses some people. Like when I give Hogwarts legacy a good review and then I, I criticize a lot of it. Um, but to me, it's criticism is an opportunity to push developers to do even better. I mean, that's kind of sure. the role of a critic, right? And I think that maybe some of the feedback that breath of the wild got confirmed. Oh yeah, you're doing great. No need to change anything. This is the exactly. perfect game. Just do it again. And so that's yep. what worries me is that maybe some of the hype around Breath of the Wild and the fact that it was, I will say, the most impressive thing about Breath of the Wild is that it exists on the Nintendo Switch. And I don't know how much more the they Wii can U do hardware. It's a Wii U game. Yeah. Well, the Wii U, but the Wii U is a console you plug into the wall. I'm impressed that it exists on the Switch, <laughs> a fully portable device that that runs great on on the Switch. And I, I don't know those those that those developers are alchemists. Um, <laughs> but I, I I'm worried that maybe the positive feedback has made them rest on their laurels, but that would be surprising to me because I think we, the studio is extremely talented. We talked about that aspect with another big game recently, and I don't remember what it was, but you and I said the same thing. It's like, if they're yeah. hearing that they got this right constantly and it's nothing but praise, the developers are going to think they nailed it. And we were just talking about this. I can't remember the game. Yeah. I, I, I suspect Damn. that despite the positive reviews, they probably they have definitely seen the complaints about weapon degradation, which I personally don't have a problem with. Uh, lots of games have that mechanic now. Um, and and also the lack of dungeons. I guarantee you they heard that or they saw it somewhere and they're probably thinking about a way to remedy it. But, you know, I've been wrong before. I've played the same Pokemon game for 20 years where they haven't changed anything or responded to any player feedback. So <laughs> who knows what they'll do? Um, we'll see. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I liked it. That was, <laughs> I don't think it's, <laughs> I'm probably a little bit higher on it than you guys are, but I understand where the criticisms come yeah. from for sure. But I, I don't think it's a bad game at all. I really I think, liked it. I, I think it doesn't get enough credit for some of the stuff it did. I, you know, when I played it, you know, I I sat down. It doesn't like, get enough credit, or we don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think people 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 give it. You know, they either say, like, "Oh, there's no dungeons," and I get that part. That was one of the biggest my biggest problems with it. Um, but then you know they they sit there and they they take and they're like, "Oh, this is the reason that game was as good as it was because it tried different things. The stamina meter, the weapon degradation. It was more like a survival Zelda to me, yeah. right? It wasn't like you know." Your, your typical Zelda. I'm glad they tried something new. I really enjoyed it. But like, you know, it, it wasn't like something and I, as much as we've talked about how much we love Red Dead Redemption 2, it wasn't that, right? It was like, like there you could go out and basically do whatever you want. In Zelda, I gotta make a fire. So what do I gotta do? I gotta get a stick. I gotta get some flint. I'm gonna do this. Guess what? It's raining. Crap. Can't make it in the rain. I'm gonna go sit under this tree and you know, it was little things like that that it did for me that, you know, it was, it kind of, it wasn't really an RPG. I never really looked at it as, as that. It was more of just like a leveling up link and getting them some more hearts. I never really looked at it as an RPG. The weapon degradation thing, there were so many weapons, didn't really matter, you know, to me. And there were some weapons you could find that basically lasted you know, the whole game if you really tried. Um, there was one set goal right the whole time you know this is what you're supposed to be doing and do it however you want to you know the the open you know the way it just opened up to basically anybody to play however you wanted to you know you could go fight ganon right off the bat if you wanted to but you you know nobody did maybe somebody did i don't know 
but you know, it, it's just, you, you could do basically whatever you wanted, however you wanted. I think, um, for me, that was what was unique about it. And that was what was new in, in, uh, in that space with Zelda. Now I needed the dungeons, uh, short of that, you know, maybe a few more things in the open world. Um, the powers that you're talking about, like, I think it was like stasis or something like that, where you could, Yes, there was there was a lot of cool things you could do with those powers that people just didn't do. You know, like you could you know maybe grab something with stasis, smack it a couple times, then it goes away, or that that time lock thing where it was like flies, and then then, and then yeah, then you run around somewhere else, and all of a sudden you see that thing flying, you know, thousands of feet in the air. You know, it was just fun stuff like that. You could you know, they gave you the tools to basically do it however you wanted to, and I. I respect that. Um, that being said, I think, the, you know, the shrines that they had as opposed to the dungeons, that was kind of a mistake. Uh, and a few other things. But I, I understand why people were so high. And I also understand why people don't kind of get it, I guess. But they're, they're like I said, I'm kind of probably, I'm probably a little bit higher than you guys. But I, this one, like you said, I, I haven't seen anything that looked at Oh, you didn't watch the presentation? No, 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 no. I haven't seen anything oh. that looked different. Than oh, the first yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they're, they're like, oh, hey, look, you can take this little thing up to the sky, and there's all these other worlds. I'm just like, yeah, all right, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, but I want to see actual progression. That's what makes, you know, these sequels better. But will you, you get know? your motorcycle back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, 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 I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not super excited for it. Um, but I could be wrong. Who the hell knows? Then again, I haven't yeah, gonna, Switch for years, so I'm going to be listening to you guys because I honestly don't think I'm buying it at launch. Um, well, kind of, tr- I'm trusting my own gut with this one. That I mean, well. there's there's other games, you know, I'll be playing. So um, I'll check it out down the line. Maybe we'll see. You'd be left out of the conversation, bro. Mm. That is perfectly fine. Left yeah. at the altar. Yeah, that's fine too. Um. All right. So. That is Zelda. We've got, uh, we didn't talk about this last week. I don't think with Lego 2K Drive uh, is May 19th, the following week. This is like the Lego Forza Horizon that they just announced out of the blue. It is, uh, well, 2K is obviously publishing it, but the developer, I don't remember off the top of my head, honestly. Interesting. I don't know if anyone knows. I, I, this is going to be the first uh, Lego game in a while. It's not TT, right? Because they lost the license recently. Yes, yes, exactly. And Lego Star I Wars don't know if they're... Maybe they learned from like Forza Horizons Lego expansion, right? In 4, and they just thought maybe it would turn this into a full game and see what happens. And That'd be cool. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it could be cool. Well, we'll see what happens. With it. Both of them. They did it twice, right? They did two Lego. Just one. They did two Hot Wheels. Two Hot Wheels. That was a the Hot Wheels yeah. one. I really enjoyed. Yeah, they're fun. With the dinosaur yeah. that tries to eat you. It's cool. <laughs> and then uh, one which we've joked about. I think a lot of people have joked about that is coming out here soon. That uh, you know, I guess we'll see how it lands. Is Lord of the Rings Gollum? Oh God! Uh, out, oh, May twenty fifth. It is. Uh, I read a preview to kind of like educate myself because some previews came out a couple weeks ago on this, and they basically say it's like a platformer slash stealth game. Um, which builds upon kind of some of the gameplay in the the sticks. shadow games, um, right? Sticks, the goblin game. Uh, yeah, I think people have made that it, reference because I, th- yeah. I think it, I think it's the same developer, right? Am I, am I, I believe it is. Wrong? Okay, no, yeah. I think you're right. 
Yeah. Uh, so okay. um, we'll, we'll see. The preview I read said it was kind of like charming in a way, but they don't know how it's going to land. And it just this game is coming out between Redfall, Zelda, and Diablo, Street Fighter Six, and Final Fantasy Sixteen. And it just feels suck. it just feels oh, like man. it just feels like this one is going to be one of those games that launches, gets almost no fanfare, and is twenty yeah. bucks like three weeks later. I would be surprised about the no fanfare thing. I think people underestimate the power of the Lord of the Rings. Well, that's the thing. That's the only thing, right? The IP is massive. Does it does it pull this game up? I don't know. That said, it is the least interesting idea for a game with one of the characters I truly don't care for. (laughs) This is the complete opposite of Jedi Survivor. It's like, hey, we finally got a good Star Wars game. And then the Lord of the Rings people are like, oh, man, Gollum. What the hell did we do to deserve this? You know, I mean, that there were Shadow of War was better. Or Shadow of whatever there was. Shadow of Shadow War, of, yeah, it's the most yeah. recent one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, th- those games are great. I That'd don't know great. why they yeah, stopped making them, unfortunately. Oh, I don't either. I don't and know. They still own the, and they still own the patent on the Nemesis yeah. system, and they've so not done. used it. Which is yep. weird. Yep. I didn't even know you could patent video game mechanics. To be honest yeah. with you, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh. That'd be like if uh, Assassin's Creed had patented, you know, open world towers you could climb up and and you know mark the map with. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Was that, that Far Cry? Happening. What was Far Cry? Were they the first ones to do it? Yeah, who knows? Assassin's Creed. I don't I know. Like, <laughs> no, Assassin's Creed was sooner because that that yeah, Assassin's Creed one you could do that, climb to the top of the tower and then eagle dive to the bottom. Um, I'm pretty sure Far Cry came out before that, though. Maybe which one? No, not no. Because the, the old, the, the old Far Cries didn't have that mechanic, though. No, it wasn't did. until it wasn't until Far Cry Three that they added that. So. Far Cry Three, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. probably right then. Yep. Uh, okay. But yeah, the uh, I I I've, I've always found that weird. But yeah, th- this game is probably going to be terrible, and I have requested <laughs> to review it. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's not far out, so. Uh, I requested we'll it. We'll see. I said, "Hey, look, that game is so weird. I have to know. Just give it to me. If it's good, I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong. But man, it looks no. It looks if really you bad. It, it's going to be like excited. the best game of the year. That's basically what's going awesome. I hope that if you, I hope that if you do review it, it's one of those you get like five days ahead of time, right when Diablo hits too. Oh, mm. great! Yeah, 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 yeah. Because well, Diablo true. reviews will definitely be by then." by oh, late may true yeah okay so yeah. i'm probably not gonna get that one then <laughs> damn let's do that all right so uh, i didn't get into june we've talked about the Diablo a lot talk more about street fighter 6 we'll talk more about final fantasy 16 we'll make sure to have hope for that one of course uh because uh you know his thoughts will be welcome with final fantasy 16 we talked about that a few weeks ago anyway but we do have a couple uh playstation things to get to uh, we've got a couple super chats that have been sitting down. i want to knock those out real quick and i <laughs> i asked sarko in the chat if his super chat meant anything but I, he might have taken off at this point but he mm. 499 super chat just says yep 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 so knowing sarko like i do i believe he's just supporting the channel supporting extra life so appreciate you brother hope you're doing well yeah um and then bo johan who i uh, commented about with the uh gaming uh season gaming memberships last week uh yeah i'll be honest here uh 20 super chat by the way i'll be honest here i know very little about gaming but you guys are fascinating i'm here to support <laughs> the supporters that is the first time in my life 
that I've been called yeah. fascinating. You know what Maybe it is? Not. It's it's like normal people going to the zoo and we're a pen of nerds. Yeah. And you know, the little <laughs> placard says nerds and it has like ner nerdificus uh, totalis mm. uh under you know the the Latin phrase, and then it's got like totalis. nerd the nerd in its natural environment is you know, and then and then we're inside, we're just like talking about like Breath of the Wild, being like, I don't Very like weapon degradation. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars, you know, and they're just, they're just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> Honey, take a photo with me in front of the Nerdificus Totalis. You know, I want to family nerds. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, worth man. We... Worth, the, worth yes. the price of entry. Yes, thank you very much, Bo. Um, yeah, I was going to say fascinating is definitely a word for sure. Usually get called satisfactory, you know. Something like that, but appreciate you. Yep. Googleman, five euros. Remember the power glove. It's so bad. Mm. Yep. Travis? Travis? Do I remember the power glove? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Gosh, I, what is that? I, thing? I, things. Uh, I believe that is it's badminton. Badminton? Yeah. Badminton yeah. beaver. A, a beaver playing bad. That's not a beaver, dude. Is that a wolf? not a beaver. Oh, no. oh, that's a um, badger. 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 Thank you. Yeah, a honey badger. All right. So a badminton playing honey badger who's really concerned with uh, preventing forest fires. Yep. Fair. That's a responsible badger. Good that on him. That's very responsible. Have you seen that, by the way? Have you gotten to that part in Dead Island? The preventing forest fires guy? No, I haven't. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you, Googleman. Appreciate you. Nice. Um, and uh, shout out to um, Rain Man YYC over on Hoax Channel. He says, Don't forget, please do not tap on the glass sign for the nerd habitat. Yeah, please. It, it, it distracts us as we're trying to have these very intelligent conversations. Mm -hmm. And shout out to my man Pompa, of course, who just gifted five season gaming memberships over on the SG side. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate Damn, you. Please. All right, back to Kane Hogue here. Couple PlayStation things, guys. One we didn't get to talk about last week, which is PlayStation VR 2. So when uh we talked about this late last year with the four of us, um, you know, we kind of were talking about does this still make sense for PlayStation to pursue? The VR market still seems pretty niche. Uh, and then we heard obviously about their full presentation, the price point of 550. And uh, I know that um Dan, I don't know where you fell, but Travis and I kind of fell on the camp of um, it's not that we think this is going to blow the doors off in sales, but it's more important about kind of just allowing PlayStation and other companies to continue to explore new gaming technology and kind of push the boundaries of what's available. Uh, Hogue was definitely on the side of this is a complete waste of time. It's going to fail. Uh, this doesn't make sense. Why do this? Um, so uh, the report, if you missed it, that came out was done by Bloomberg. This is not from PlayStation directly. But they estimate that the sales of PSVR 2 at launch, which was about the first five weeks or so that it was on sale, were about 300,000 units. Um, and that is probably well under what PlayStation was estimating. They were originally estimating, I believe, around a million units in the launch window. I don't know what the window would be, usually maybe 60 to 90 days. So we'll see how this ends up. But it definitely looks like it's not selling as well as PlayStation might have hoped. Um, so I guess the question at this point is, um, you know, we'll continue to see how PlayStation supports the VR2, what their first party development looks like, if they can get some big IPs over on it. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I still use it regularly. Um, 
and I, I really like what it's offering. But uh, it's clear that the sales report was not what uh, kind of supporters of the tech were hoping for. Yeah. Uh, so my my opinion on PSVR two was always that um, I didn't think the price was that big of a deal, but not having content would be like the lack of content would be the death knell. You need a killer app. Killer apps sell hardware, and if you can get hardware sales, then more developers will flock to that hardware and uh, and create for it. And I think there is an appetite to create for VR hardware that is more powerful than the MetaQuest 2. But the problem is that the MetaQuest 2 is very ubiquitous in the VR marketplace. And it is kind of like the Switch in terms of its power. It's very light in terms of power. And a lot of people perceive it as holding back the VR medium. And in fact, that is a sentiment I have heard from developers of VR games. Like, well, you have to make your game able to run on the MetaQuest, so you have to limit what you do. Um, which is not a great a great thing to to hear. It would be like if you couldn't make a video game unless it also ran on the Switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot yeah, of we, companies and we talked about go, that, right? Like moving. Yeah, well, yeah but but the the difference is that p- games that don't can't run on the Switch just don't release on the Switch and that doesn't kill their business. Call of Duty can just ignore the Switch if they want to and they have in the past and they're fine. But if you do that in VR, if you make a VR game and you ignore the MetaQuest 2, you literally are dead. Like you cannot sell your game. There's just not enough people out there buying and playing games on VR that aren't the MetaQuest. And that's a real problem. And so I see the potential. Because it's it's $300 less. Because it's 300. That is part of it, but also it's wireless. You don't need another console to set it up. You just strap it onto your head and you go. And I think that 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 is such a good experience to the buyer that it's really hard for them to look at a PSVR and go, wait, I've got to get a PS5 and then it's connected to cords and the cords aren't very long on PSVR too. That's one of my biggest criticisms of this console. I had to buy an extender because it was just so bad. Um, And I think, I think that's a real problem for it. But that said, the one way you kill the MetaQuest 2 and you advance the VR industry is you make a killer app that's so good that the MetaQuest can't run it and you you kind of blow it out of the water. And Sony seems so far completely unwilling to support their own platform with software. They have no major projects for VR that we know of where their developers are committed to a VR project. They've got small things like Call of the Mountain, which I'm still not done with, and I'm only part of the way through. But I'm they've not got either. Like, yeah, they've got, they've got part stuff like that, but they don't have their Half-Life Alex. They don't have any big thing that they're working on to get excited about. And I think that's what's going to kill the platform. Hoag's problem with it was he thought it was dead on arrival just based on the price. I think you can get over the price if you make killer software. And they, they just aren't. And I think that's what's going to kill this thing. And I think that's why it didn't sell well. Why would you buy a PSVR 2 right now? So you could rebuy the same games again. Dude, I own, I reviewed No Man's Sky for PSVR 1. And when I plugged in my PSVR 2, they tried to sell me No Man's Sky for the new PSVR. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It Like their entire model is, is nuts. And the fact that they have no major games in development, there's just no reason to buy it. And I, I think that is reflected in the market. So unfortunately, I think Hoag's end result is going to be right. But I still maintain that he he was wrong about the reasons it's going to fail. It's going to fail because of software. It's 100% the, the, the problem, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. I, from what we hear, Sony has a lot in development. I'm not talking about PSVR 2 in general. I just mean 
overall. They have a lot, obviously yeah. a lot in development. So do we know I any think VR we'll, games in development though? Any studios that are but, working on But VR? we don't even we don't even know their other first party stuff. Yeah. Like we know Last of Us Factions is coming at some point that Naughty Dog is promoting. But other than that, I mean Sony's been pretty damn quiet. Um and so I, I I don't know. I mean, what I can tell you, like, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, is when I did that analysis of the big three, their spend on development outside of core development, so mobile and VR, is larger than it has been in the past. Uh, so what that looks like, though, I don't know. And to your point, you can spend a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean quality IPs or games, right? So I, I it's TBD. Absolutely TBD. Yeah. Dead. I don't know. Yeah, it's a shame because I, I I really do enjoy it. Um, so, somebody asked in the comments how long the court is, like ten to fifteen. It's, uh, it's fifteen. Fifteen is the answer. The problem with fifteen is that if you are serious about VR and you actually want to rig it up to your ceiling and have it dangle down on top of you, that way you don't get twisted in it when you play VR. Fifteen feet is not enough. Fifteen feet is nothing. And the Steam, the Valve Index has a solve for that. One, they have a much longer cord than the PSVR. I think it's like 25 feet. But even if that's not long enough, there's like a very easy place to kind of like put an intermediary. And the PSVR 2 seems almost like it wasn't designed to do that because reports online, and I'm deep into this because I'm always optimizing my systems, is if you put a go-between, it sometimes will slow down and create lag on your PSVR. And so you have to be really careful about which one you buy. The same thing. The in fact, it, I've read that it can even crash it. Like the games won't it run can, if you don't have exactly, the Exactly. It can even crash yeah. it. And so I, I, I bought a, um, a, a cord extender, but it's, it's just very frustrating and not user-friendly. And it, it's a $600 headset. How much more difficult would have been to give a little bit more lead? I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. The, the most I've read, I was reading someone who said they've got it working perfectly, but it was like, I think it was just a six foot extender at max. And it had to be a 40 gig per second cable. Like it has to be the top end cable, right. To transfer the data, yeah. which is fine. But still to your point, like there's no reason. My, my biggest complaint is that it's a, uh, it's a fixed wire. You can't take it out of the headset itself. Like I wouldn't even yeah. have mi minded buying my own cable, but I can't even yeah. do that. The um, other thing about it, Ains, <clears throat> is that when it plugs into the PS5, it is a static traditional USB connection. Terrible idea. Because yeah, if yeah, you yeah. walk 16 feet away from your PSVR, you're going to yank your PlayStation 5 off of the shelf through the USB cord. Um, other VR sets have already solved for this. There's a small dongle that goes into the USB and then a magnet and the magnet connects to the cord. That way, if you walk too far away, the magnet just comes off and you don't yank the console off of its yep. shelf. And they didn't do that. And there's like this easy stuff that it's like, bro, we've already solved for this PlayStation. <laughs> like you made a great headset and then you, you tripped at the really small, easy stuff that, that has already been solved for. So I have problems with the, the design of the hardware and and specifically the details around the hardware. I have, I have huge problems with the lack of software reasons to get the the platform. There's one unique game that I can think of, right? It's just the the uh, Call of the Mountain. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I just and G and GT Seven. That's true. That's true. GT. I I've in, a, in fairness, yeah. I have not played GT seven yet. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is about your uh, kind of magnetic thing is that I I bought a third party uh, uh, stand for it, which holds the headset and charges both controllers at the same time, and you actually put magnets on Magnet the controllers because it just locks right. in, and then you just 
it just charges and you pick it off. I'm like, if if they did it for thirty dollars stand, yeah. you know, for the controllers, it would have been like fifty cents probably. Yeah, I want to do that on there. Quick uh, shout out to a a failed Kickstarter called Snaps or something like that. Like ten years ago, ten years ago, yeah. what you guys are talking about, I invested in on Kickstarter the exact same thing, magnetic things for your phones, you charge, failed, never saw my money back. So if you're out uh, there, snaps, I'm using this platform to say, kiss my butt. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it's out there. It's out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, the technology exists. It's not like right. they had a patent on it and it's dead as a product. It's like it exists already. And Ames is talking about uh, the the um, wire, like wireless charging, the contact yeah. charging, right? Yeah. And the MetaQuest has a uh, a add-on that you can buy that's made by anchor which is a huge mm-hmm. company in the battery recharging space and sure. it comes with a stand where you replace the traditional port with a magnet and you p- replace the backs of both controllers so literally you set them down and it charges you pick it up and it's wireless yeah. this the valve index has the magnet for the cord and a much longer cable and their cables just also higher quality and it's like if you're going to make a 600 headset why skimp on the easy stuff yeah a magnet a longer cable. Come on, man. I, yeah, but that's not their biggest problem though. Again, if they have hardware, it, none of this matters. If they have great software, <laughs> if they have great software, none of this matters, but they don't. And that's really what's going to kill this. So I think it's a combination of all those things. I think it's the price in this time, you know, in this economy. Uh, I think it's a lack, like you said, lack of software. I mean, the, the meta quest too. I mean, by that definition, you can't really play. You can play uh half-life Alex on the two, but you're not getting like the full experience in your, you know, it's shoddy and you need a computer Terrible. to run it. Yeah. So, you know, it, but it still survived. Right. So, I mean, it's, 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 people are going to look at something and go, Hey, you know, maybe I don't get all the software I want with it, but I can get a really generous selection of stuff for $300, you know, or I can pay $600 or however much it is now, plus buying a PlayStation five yeah. and, you know, they don't have a whole lot of software. You know, it, it's it's just, there's so much, I think there, it's just VR. It's just a very niche, you know, kind of, like you said, Haynes, it's, it's just a niche area in gaming. And I like it, you know, when it's done right. I think it, there's, there's definitely possibilities out there for it. But until it's widely accepted and something that people use, it's just, it's, you're always going to be fighting an uphill battle. And if I'm Sony, do I invest in, do I have my studio start working, you know, to invest in that, you know? They should have done that before they released, you know, having just one game, you know, whatever, Call of the Wild or whatever it was, the Horizon. Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm half mm-hmm. asleep right now. So, it, it's, you know, Call they, they, they the should wild. have had more than just one release, one, one ready to go. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's just a mess. It sucks, you know, but. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think part of why I enjoy it maybe more. Um, than others is, is to Travis's point. Like I'm, I'm buying some of this VR software that's been readily available for a year plus, two years, three years on other platforms. I'm buying it for the first time, right? So it's new to me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, that's not going to, outside of the tiny percentage of me, people like me, that's not going to really move the bar in terms of VR anywhere. You know, it's, it's just actually not. not that the that the percentage of people like you is small, Ains. It's actually huge the number of people who haven't played VR. Uh, it's 
it's more that if you were going to get into it, what would incentivize you to get the PlayStation VR over the MetaQuest when the MetaQuest is half the right. price, has all the same games, no wire, and you don't have to own a PS2 or PS5? It's like, just why would you buy it? The only differentiator they could I could think of is if they had killer software, and they don't. Yeah, they fair. don't. Kills yeah, me. They don't. They don't. don't. How well, long does it take to develop a game? You know, it's... Let's, you're, you're supposed to develop it before you release yeah, the hardware saying. or right. somewhere near, you know, yeah. in the ballpark. It's yeah. uh, I don't understand what's going. It's gonna be obsolete uh, technology before the next big release is for it, you know. Yeah. Uh, well. I, you know, I was just thinking. I don't know why this just occurred to me, but uh, and who knows how sick it would make people. But do you think we see anything relating to Spider-Man in VR? There is no. their big. There it's their biggest IP. They've got Spider-Man 2 coming later this year, which will be easily one of the best-selling games of the year. Um, they've got PSVR 2 that needs a boost. You don't think they capitalize on Spider-Man in some way in VR? I mean, if you want a game that will make you throw up well, that's, uh, no, I'm that's just That's the saying. only game. There's a No Way Home like free trial thing with Spider-Man where you're on like a roof and you're like web-shooting stuff um, for the PSVR 1. I don't know if it's for the 2, but... You want to you want to talk about people yanking their PS5s off the shelf? Imagine yeah. using the cord as the spider web. <laughs> no, that's the only game that made me fall down because I was I was on top of the roof. I turned around and I looked. I was on the edge and like I was like, oh no! And I fell down back into my chair. <laughs> and that was the that was my like kind of welcome to you know VR moment where it's like you got to really be careful because I don't know what was behind me. I could have fallen around on the floor. Yeah. Luckily. Recliner. I'll, I'll never forget the time I I tried to use an, a fake bed in VR to get myself back up. I was like on all fours looking for something on the ground in VR, and then I I'm like, okay, oh, there's a bed here, and I tried to push against it to like get myself back up on my feet, and there was nothing there, and I just went Kunk! and just like ate shit into the carpet. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, that's not a real bed. <laughs> there's yep. nothing. There. It's funny how your brain doesn't like. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, there's, there's a delay in recognition yeah. of what's oh, yeah. real and what's not. Um, so the other thing I wanted to touch on because we're we're kind of along the same type of theoretical uh, uh, success here is it was reported uh, originally by insider gaming. And then a few others kind of corroborated it that PlayStation is working on a new handheld, uh, a first party handheld device that will not be native gaming like a Vita, right? But instead be purely uh, stream based, basically using the remote play technology that they, you know, use for PS five. Um, we don't really know any full details about it other than that, but it's supposed to be unveiled by, I believe they said next year, 2024, uh, which is also, according to the report, again, take this as you will, will, will also be when they unveil the PlayStation 5 Pro. Shoot me in my face. I mean, if that is the, <laughs> if that is the, if that's true, all right, no. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. I mean, I, I'm not even sure why you go that direction. Why have no native game support I, mean, I don't get it uh if i want to play my playstation 5 i'm gonna play on my playstation 5 if i i mean i'm, I'm a lazy guy you know big old fatty really and i will lay That's down on my bed i love you know it hey lazy look. how what? what elaborate i'm just a lazy dude all right so <laughs> you know show me your I, mcdonald's app with... i want to see what tier you're at i don't know if i believe you <laughs> what 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 Right. He was joking about the McDonald's app. Oh, no you know how you tweeted out your McDonald's stats last <laughs> yeah, year? I think about that 
twice Dude, a week. I get so I many of those. God. No, wait a minute. I swear I swear to God, I think about I, that. Top one percent of CVS app reward users in the state of Kansas. I'm in. T- I know. I can see your portfolio people. over your shoulder over there. That's yeah. your CVS <laughs> shopping list I'm right there behind you. I got an email that says you're in the top thirty. Can I just say I love Ains wearing his hat right now because he looks like Ash Ketchum about to throw out Pikachu. Like he's like he's just got he's I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Look at this. Dan, you're in the top 30 in rewards rankings. I saved $104 in March. All right, so uh top one percent. I'm a one percenter. I just want to let you guys know that. You know, great. I'm an app. Travis, tour. Travis yeah. saved a hundred dollars in one yeah. month. One month from yeah. CVS app. It's from CVS, CVS app. How much yeah. it was but, spent to save a hundred dollars? He's got his whole. He bought. Yeah. He bought the store. He might as well open up a franchise at this point. Listen, CVS. It's crazy. So much money. They send me like four dollar yeah. coupons all the time. So I'm just yeah. like, oh well, this is great. You know, no, I I going. appreciate you, Dan. It's. Yeah. It's a philosophy I I mm-hmm. that I have started to call dietary nihilism. What yeah. Dan's doing to himself, um, and I think sure. it's you know more power to him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is a dumb idea. PlayStation, don't do it. <laughs> How about that? That's what I was going to say. What like I'm trying to think of the use case here. Like, and I'm going into kind of career it's, mentality it's here. To the but... console or it's cloud. No, it, it's it's remote play, so it's it's not tethered in the sense of there's no cord or anything, right? But it's it so you need your to the console though. You need yeah, the you're you're digitally there. tethered. Yeah, in the sense yeah. of you need the power of the PS5 because the it's the, the handheld itself is not going to be a yeah. It's a Wii U basically. Wait, yeah. Wii U. You, you yeah. think you'll be able to use it outside of your house? Because it doesn't sound like it. No, you can't. Yeah, remote play does have a distance limiter. If you're if you're remote playing to your console, obviously you have to be in vicinity, right? Yeah. So yeah. So now I don't know if there's if it's going to have some type of cloud based as well. No, I think Um, you might you might just have to be on the same Wi-Fi network. That's how remote play works right now on the PS5. But it's that's what I mean. Vicinity. Yeah. You don't have so to be next to your. You could be in a different room though. You could be in. Of course. Yeah. You can definitely be in a different room. It's still done. I see the use case. Yeah. Well, what's the use case? No. The use case is the same thing that that uh, Steam tried to do with that Steam Link. Remember that, where you'd plug in something into a TV in a different room, and then you could play your Steam games without having a PC there. It's the idea that they made a console that's huge and hideous, and you moving it from room to room is kind of a pain in the in the butt. So, uh, you know, you got your PlayStation in the office or the gaming area, and you're sitting on the couch next to the Easter tree. I don't know what you guys do. Uh, and and you uh, <laughs> you play your tree. It grows yeah. Cadbury eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right off of uh, and then you you play your you play your 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 PlayStation remote switch mm. screen. I could see it. No, I don't think it's that good of an idea, but I see it. No, it would only yeah, make sense, Ains, if it were a hundred dollars. If it were a hundred dollars, it would sell like gangbusters. Yes. Everyone would have one. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, what what does this need to succeed? Like, what does it need to be? Right? It's got to. Uh, I think if it, if it, if it's if if, right? if they've already made the decision that it's tethered to your console, it's got to be on the same Wi-Fi network to work. It's basically just a remote play device. Then I think at this point they're probably just responding to player feedback because players have been asking, like, "Hey, remote play is a great feature, but we need a device to be able to actually play it on." And so I think if you sell it for ninety nine bucks, 
every single PlayStation five owner buys this thing and, it, yeah. and it's a huge success. Yeah. So Carl, what's up, Carl? Good to see you brother uh, in our chat here on the SG side. Uh, so Carl is our kind of our tech expert on the um, for SG he said they need to define remote play because I'm, I'm kind of reading comments, listening to our conversation. I'm looking it up at the same time. So basically on PlayStation site about remote play, it says you have to have a PS4, PS5, and it says you can control your console wherever you have a high speed internet connection. That's mm. what it says. Uh, so Michael in our chat says remote play does work anywhere. He says, maybe I'm wrong, but I've used remote play Android app to play my ps5 in a different state he's right it he's wasn't right. it wasn't a great experience but it was neat he's right i i actually forgot about that i i have played place my playstation 5 remotely on my phone from a hotel room and it was horrifying uh but uh, <laughs> it did work but but i'm guessing the main use case practically is being on the same wi-fi network where your your experience would probably be a lot better but if there's any kind of delay Oh man, I'm worried about this device, boys. Jeez. Yeah, so I guess obviously again, we're talking about a leak, right? So we don't have official details on what this is. But yeah, I just like what was it? A couple months ago we saw Logitech partner with Xbox to release that cloud gaming Xbox branded device which is $400 and it was cloud only and you couldn't play natively and I'm just I like I see where the tech is going, right? Like I see in the future where this could be really neat you have a you have what feels like a switch or a proper console you just connect to you know carrier signal or wi-fi signal and you can play what feels like natively i just don't feel we're there i it just doesn't feel like it's a, a simple kind of easy thing that's going to work well in all situations right now um yeah people are saying they expect it to be at least 300 dollars, and I, I i think you're right if you're creating a portable device with dual thumbsticks buttons a screen and you want a decent resolution and sound chip and everything that's got to go into that device. I, there's no way you can make it a hundred right. bucks, man. No, Adaptive triggers. I, I think you could. No, no you no couldn't way. because Dude, the, the a, controller a back, itself is $70. A, a, a backbone. Thing. A backbone that you plug onto your phone is a hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's just yeah. literally. But but uh, I think that I think that this is going to be a backbone with a screen, more or less, because yes, the, 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 hardware, the hardware doesn't need to be in the system if it's a if it's a remote play device. It basically just needs to be a screen that can run a Wi-Fi connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but you still have to have a screen. You have to have a Wi-Fi adapter. You have to have sound and speakers, and there's a lot that goes into that there's besides no the actual like CPU GPU. No chance. I could sell it at a loss. Yeah, yeah, they probably won't. It's PlayStation. <laughs> I think I gotta say, uh, my, I'd say two hundred minimum. My get, yeah, my guess is it's going to be two ninety nine, and if it is, yeah, it's not going to succeed because yeah. two ninety nine is the exact same price as the Switch, and the Switch can be played anywhere and has a great ecosystem designed for it. And this seems like it's going to be an afterthought. Then again, remember how excited everybody was for the Steam Link that can, that was ninety nine dollars, and it was terrible. And then eventually, killed <laughs> it off. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems Same odd, idea. man. My go- my 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 advice to Sony would be: if it's going to be a tethered, halfway remote play console, do not market it aggressively. Make it like a thing where it's there for players who really want it. And it's like it sh- to me, it should be like a Microsoft's accessibility controller. It's there, but it's not a main part of your ecosystem. It's just there for the people who need it or the hardcore fans who want it, and leave it. Like that's it. Don't focus on it a ton because. 
there are hardcores who will love this device and be like, I pl- I love playing remote play. And now you gave me a device that allows me to do that natively without leaving your ecosystem or getting a third party device. And I bet you they'll love that. But um, I don't think it has mass market appeal as unless it's $99. Yeah. It doesn't have mass yeah. market. Appeal. I think that's probably very well said. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just well, reading. I'm reading the reviews for the Android app. 3.4 stars. Constant connection <laughs> issues. One of my homies in the Wi-Fi works great, but the mobile data mobile data is extremely wonky. Yeah, it always will yeah. be. Well, not you always, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. carrier data is is throttled. It's all over the place. Yeah, um, and yeah. it changes constantly. So San Francisco has the uh, like the real five G thing now. So I've played uh, Xbox uh, X Cloud on the 5g network natively and that is actually not terrible but it sort of reminds me of like where my wi-fi was at you know i live in a city that's got 10 gigabyte per per second internet but you know maybe like five or six years ago it reminds me of like that level of wi-fi back when we had like one gig or you know something like that which isn't bad i mean it 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 was certainly much better but you know that's that's that, you know there's like what eight cities that have 5g like the actual 5g deployed it, it's just not uh spread out enough to actually be useful well, and that's only talking about the u.s of course too so yeah and the u.s yeah and then and other other countries are farther behind or farther ahead in certain places and, you know so. i don't know interesting uh I, I don't think they can rely on that though I think it has to work on wi-fi and if they can make that work then i think a lot of people are going to be happy but i'm not confident about that I think it'll mostly yeah, we'll be say. people playing in a different room, right? <laughs> like that's going to be the yeah. main use case. Yeah, like Carl just said, he said, I had no idea what they're doing, but um, you could have an instance of your console in the cloud and console, mm-hmm. uh, the digital aspect then is just licensing. But again, we have to see how they actually deliver that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We will see. Uh, I think the, um, uh, the other... Uh, uh, the more interesting comment to me, just theoretically from a market perspective, is the mention that the PS5 Pro is going to be announced next year for a, a end of 2024 launch. So I guess the last question I was going to end with uh, for you guys is if we get a PS5 and Series X, X uh, say late 2024, what's your, what's your guys' interest level in those? I'm done. I'm done with this garbage. I'm tired. I'm tired of the the over promising and under delivering crap. That, you know, you throw 8K on a box and oh, it's got 8K. It runs this, this, this. Oh, but then a year later, you're running games barely at 30 FPS. We got them, Travis. We got them. God, it drives me crazy. But you know what? We're gonna do. We're gonna sell a new console that you can do 12K at, but your game has to be super, super pixelated, and you're gonna be lucky to get 15 FPS. So. Yeah, us lying <laughs> bastards. Both you, Sony and Xbox, you guys are terrible, terrible. Maybe, so maybe <laughs> stop, stop. You know, having these expectations that these are the next level of gaming, and then a year later, developers are struggling and finding bottlenecks in your CPU, GPU, whatever the hell it is. I don't understand it. I'm not technology savvy. So you know, just just give me my games. Give me good. I paid five hundred dollars for each of these damn things. And I'm already getting, you know, excuses and crap thrown out to me like, you know, whatever that stupid rat game was. I can't even remember. I'm so mad right now. So, and and Arkham 
whatever it was, you know, the the Knights. Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. Yeah, Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights that's what was it was. not a console problem, though. That was an optimization problem. The studio just whatever did a bad job making that game. They're stupid. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing, Dan. Drives me crazy. If you're a, if you're a PC player and you put $3,000 into your PC, yeah. you can expect it to run good even when it's poorly optimized. But if you mm. only pay $500 for a console... If the game isn't optimized well, you're not getting good results. And so it really is going to come down to game to game. But we've seen lots of 60 FPS 4K games that run great and look what? amazing. And I'm sure Forza 8 is going to be one of those one of those games as well. It's just that when there are games that aren't optimized well, $500 console isn't going to cut it. All right. So why am I going to pay another $500 for another one that can't do it? You know, I already got one that does that. Or doesn't you know? I mean, again, again, <laughs> it, it's going to be it's going to vary based on developer, right? Some developers right. will, I'm sure, meet the promises that they say yeah. their console can do because First it's true. Their probably, consoles can do that when they're optimized, but you can't control for Gotham Knights. You can make your console as powerful as you want. Even on PC, that game had frame rate issues for people that spent you know 3K on a on a rig. Sure. So I think I think there's nothing you can do about that, but. I understand your frustration as a consumer who just wants to be able to plug box in and make box go yes. burr. Yeah, I get yes. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly it. I get that. But for $500, man, your mileage may vary. That's all I got to say. Yeah. It was $500 and it was another $500 and it was another $500. Now it's going to be $600. You know, look, you get... look, Dan, take all the money you saved to CVS and yep. you'll be good to go on a PS5 there. Pro. Yeah. Have you never <laughs> bought a cell phone, Dan? It's the same. Right, what? A cell phone, same thing. I do less on my cell phone than you know. I still buy them. You know, it doesn't matter. You but buy this point every year. Yeah, what? that's my point. Well, I'll get one every year. When yeah. mine, you every, know, every couple of years, you do the dead. upgrade, and then you go. This is basically the same thing. I mean, that's because they don't do much. It's more cell like I, I use it for much? Twitter and calling people. Right. This, this is this is <laughs> this is all I need. It could be a flip phone for all I care. You know, that's it. <laughs> Nobody comes out and says, hey, you know, this is going to run Twitter at 70 FPS or whatever. You know, no, it's just Twitter. 70. Just, Why did you pick 70? 70 <laughs> it's been 70 ever since Elon took over. <laughs> I, had a, I had like a Galaxy S7. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, I had like an S. I can't remember what the hell it was. It was a really old Galaxy phone, and then I, you know, five or six years later, I got a twenty something Ultra. You know, I don't even know what the hell it's called, but you know, it, it's just I, I'm just tired of like you know, right before you know the X and the PS5 release, it was a really big push. You know, I think Xbox had just gotten uh, Bethesda. Uh, and then, you know, when, when they, when they came out and they're like, Oh, you know, we can do 8k 60 FPS, we can do this, this, and this, and this. And then it's like, yeah, you could, but you're also going to be playing a Mario game at 60 FPS, you know, from like the Nintendo from like the original NES, you know, that'll run at 4k 60 FPS. There's one game I think that runs at like 8k 120 FPS, the tourist or something like that. Or I can't remember exactly. What yeah. It's called. Yeah. A little yeah. pixel game. Yeah, it's actually a fun game, game, but yeah, yeah that's no. fine. You know, but come on now, you know, I want, I want some, I, I was thinking this was going to be different, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I see what you're saying. Too high. 
I think that's it. Like, yeah, I think your expectations were too high because yeah. like, I do see what you're saying. And I think that to Travis's point, optimization, especially nowadays, right. Um, has become a serious problem for a lot of devs on a lot of games. And I think that due to a number of factors, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of good experiences on Series X and PS5 right now that I cannot have anywhere near on an Xbox One or PS4. Um, I'm playing Halo at 120 frames on my Series X. I'm, sure. you know, and we remember we always use this example, Dan, because it was kind of clear as day. Was when we went from Valhalla on one to Series X, right? It's a 100%. it's a huge difference, and I just don't think. I don't know. I think these incremental upgrades we get in CPU and GPU power nowadays and the way that games have optimized and a whole bunch of other factors, we just it's not like it was when we were growing up when you get this huge generational leap where it's like, well, that's 8-bit and this is 16-bit. You're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? It's just it's but that's not the world we live in anymore. I think it's just there's there's other factors that go into it. So that's what I think. <laughs> just saying, thing. you know. It's terrible. So but yeah, I mean, you it's know me, I buy everything. So though, Ants, because he's just a consumer, you. right? He's as close to just like an everyman gamer consumer as anyone. And I'm sure there's lots of people that think like him because uh, when you I buy agree. a new console, I don't think the selling point for a new console is more pixels, better graphics, better frame rate. I think it's experiences you can't find on your other console. And I think that's why people are so underwhelmed by the new consoles, is because the only thing sure. they're selling, their pitch is, hey better frame rate, more graphics, more frames. And a lot of that you can't see. And a lot of it isn't true across every game. And there's just a lot of kind of wishy-washy, show me the money type stuff. They, you know, they want to see it. And I, I think that unless you're on Nintendo's platforms where you can, every console, you can see the thing they did <laughs> because they're like, look, it's a, this one's a Wii U. This one's a switch. We're doing crazy stuff. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's really hard to see those results and to Xbox's credit, they tried, mm -hmm. right? Xbox tried to do something different and weird and they got slapped in the face for it about as hard as you can get slapped uh, with the Xbox one. And now they're sort of stepping in line and going, all right, you just want more powerful hardware. We're just going to sell you the box with better, bigger chips this time. Um, and I think that's unfortunate because it makes it harder to be creative. We're never going to see a connect like device again because microsoft got beat down for it so bad i think that's unfortunate yeah but i get i get dan's position as a yeah. consumer and he doesn't get to see what he's paying he doesn't see what he's paying for he wants to see the receipts right yeah sure the ray tracing oh my god that was the talk of the town before these things came out i don't even i you, hate you it. can't tell ray tracing though you can't see it right i can't you see it yeah exactly like oh hey look there's reflections on the water well there's reflections on the water over here Bahala looks <laughs> so much different when i went to 60 fps but that's also a last gen game right and so it's it's, it's kind of like it's got the upgraded treatment which i if the new consoles couldn't handle that then we would have even bigger problem it's going forward where we're getting you know a plague's tail because it's got to have a certain rats per second you know, as opposed to the frames per second. Dude, it's don't have mess all with these RPS. RPS. RPS is, is the true yeah. measurement. You know, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I want to. I want to see that moving. You haven't played smoothly. that game though, so let's I not, have played that let's game. I played, that I played it. I played the first two levels, and I stopped playing it because I was like, "Were you amazed by the amount levels. of rats though?" I don't care about the rats. Were you That's hurt what I was by saying. the frame rate though? Were you hurt by the frame? My rate? frame rate was thirty. No, <laughs> That's what it was. If you were playing performance mode, it was forty-five. Just recently, 
45. Or, or somebody came 45, out and said unless was... you're playing on the Series S. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't playing on the Series S. Can I offer you some teraflops? It was 45. It was 45. 45, exactly. right? Yeah, it's That's still fine. different. Still enough where I can notice the difference. Here's, here's the thing. Yes, you can. All right. I saw I saw one game that I can't remember what it was. It was it was supposed to be coming out, and they were like, Yeah, it's probably just gonna run at 30 FPS on these new consoles. I'm like, that's so it's 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 just I don't know, man. It like rips my heart out. It's just like, God, I hate you guys for saying this crap. Oh, got the nice thing. You gotta push it, and these developers are trying to get and make better games, and like you say all the time, Travis, new just... unique experiences. That's fine, right? But like then do it. You know, you've got this more powerful hardware. This is why I'm kind of happy to see. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dan, is that the game that you were pointing to as something you didn't like is doing the exact thing that you're asking for. That's like, what, no, I don't care about play, the a, play, a plague experience. tale. A plague tale gave you a unique experience you couldn't get on the other console. That's why it I wasn't available. It in on the, those an consoles. original plague tale. No original right? plague tale didn't it. have anywhere near the amount of right? it was. It was peppered with rats. That's not that's I they didn't get to fully that. realize their vision. Oh and that's what they got to do with Plague Tale Requiem. So I say <laughs> that's great. And also, Dan, I no. believe some people when they tell me they can see differences in frame rates, but I don't believe 100%. you. You don't even 100%. know what I look like. Your this eyesight is... is not good enough. <laughs> and so I don't believe that a man who has the last time he drank water was six years ago can see the difference between 45 and 60 FPS. I just don't buy it. It's true. I 100% can. I know. It's all in your know. head. You're taking, Maybe it is. You're taking it placebos, be, bro. It 100% could be like a huge tumor <laughs> or something. I don't know. But all I know is that it, I feel like we got we got sold, uh, a, a, you know, basically snake oil, and it was it was it was, it was it's garbage. And now you're going to come out a year later and be or two years later and be like, hey, look, we're we're, we're going to have this oh, pro it, version. It would be four years later, but what? yes. God damn. Really. 2020 for a series x oh my god all right nevertheless still (laughs) four years later and i'm gonna pay for some kind of stupid incremental upgrade and 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 here's the worst part like if you want to make those games you know maybe the series x can do it but like if you want to go back and say okay now you have a a, for example a plague tale you know uh requiem can i can i just say it's plague 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 tale i don't give a plague there's no s it's so one. It's one letter. It's like daylight right, saving. Now, now you can run it at sixty frames or one hundred and twenty frames on this new one. You know they probably have to go back and fix that or you know optimize it correctly or whatever it is. I don't know. I just feel like we were kind of lied to, and maybe not lied. That might be a strong word, but we were we were sold the you know the false bill of goods. Now they said you know, and, and just like hey, here's I mean I can pull out my box right now and show you the AK sticker on it or whatever it says on there. I mean, it just drives me absolutely crazy and then they they think it's okay just to come out Dan, next year how, and... how what model of 8k television do you own i own no 8k television yeah exactly she shut up like you're not even you even i'm just saying 8K, why you put it on the know. box why would you put it on the box because it right? could run 8k <laughs> they didn't know what games people were going to develop for it but if you actually made they it knew what they console. were developing for it it's terrible you give these companies too much credit no, yeah. I don't because they said when they were marketing the console that it could technically do 8K, but you know that 4K was going to be the standard, and they've met that standard. All the games mm. are in 4K. 
Yeah. So were the ones back in the Xbox One X. They were 4K no, they too. were not. There were some were 4K not. games back then. There were f- some 4K games, but yes. that was not the standard. That was in fact, even everybody the... complained about how there weren't enough 4K games back then. That was the worst. That was the worst one when I when I bought the One X. I was just like the oh, One man. X. Yeah, that was the a one, terrible. The One X was a stopgap because they couldn't do the new oh, console man. gen yet. Yeah, man, I agree I with that. Reamed on that one. I think a lot of people did. It's like boom, oof. It's like oh, you I have an 8K television. By the way, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready. I'm 8K ready for when yep. that happens. Well, you'll be good in a, about 10 years. I have, I have a 72-inch television that runs 8K. That's insane. Yeah, I am insane. Yeah. It's my work. I have to yeah. do it. That's fun. 8K is meaningless right now. Meaningless. meaningless. I know. But, I, but if you're going to invest in a new television last year, that was when I got it. And it's, it's mm. for your work. And when they do get 8K, you're going to have to run it because you have to capture at the highest fidelity possible, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really have a yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. Is it a Vizio? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> it is LG, sir. <laughs> oh boy. You paid too much money for that TV. It's going to tell you that right now. Uh, I paid $0 for that TV. Okay. Work expense, baby. Well, that's all right then. Thanks. IGN. I paid a lot of money for my TV. <laughs> I know. I'm a Pop as if. Pop as if. Mm. Damn. All That's right. IGN's parent company, for those who don't know. <laughs> Ziff Davis. Yeah. All right. I think uh, we've run that one into the ground. So, Dan, uh, just to summarize, you're buying oh. a PS5 Pro, PSVR 2, and PlayStation handheld all next year. Yeah. It's all going to be speed, on the sir. list. Nope. Godspeed. Yep. I mean, think about it. That's $1,200 a month, and I'm saving at CVS. So, I mean, I could probably pull it off, you know. $1,200 a year, you mean? A year. A year, I'm sorry. Yeah, a year. Yeah. So a month would be something. I'm working on it. <laughs> you, know, you add that and McDonald's, you never know. Yeah. I don't pay full price for anything ever. It's a ridiculous thing to do. Craziness. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a uh, a TED talk on that later. Put it up on <laughs> a Dan game. talk. Yeah, Dan talk. Dan talk. Yeah. Let me let me tell you guys <laughs> All right. We have been I didn't realize we've been going for this long on this lovely uh, Sunday morning, boys. Uh, yeah, but fun, funny conversation. It's been good just hanging out and, and BSing about all kinds of topics today. Uh, chat, thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you had a good time. Um, funny enough, we got a comment last week that uh, I forget his name. I apologize uh, on the comments on SG side who said that he wishes the show was three hours because he was really upset that we didn't get to talk about PSVR 2 last week. And one other topic I forget now. Um, and I said, realistically, it's just too much. It's too difficult to try and do a three-hour show every week, especially when Hogue is with us. And, you know, Hogue's it's still in recovery mode at the moment, too. So. Yeah, Hogue's got um, about three hours a day where he's conscious. So, <laughs> Or not, yeah, time. not rehabbing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, thank you for everyone hanging out. Uh, loved it. Um, hope you're having a good weekend. Let's go ahead and kind of wrap up here. Travis, you want to shout anything out, man? Uh, yeah, uh, Dead Island 2 review coming out soon. Meet your maker review alive, live now. Um, did I do other reviews? Yes, I've been reviewing games constantly. You can see them. Just type my name, Travis North at IGN, or ask Alexa. I found out you can ask her who I am, and she'll answer the question, which is kind of interesting. You can ask Bing, um, too. What's that? Oh, you can? Nice. You can ask Bing, too. 
<laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, the uh, yeah, I've got I've got content coming out this week that I can't talk about, but follow me on Twitter at Ty Guy Travis if you want to see it. And oh, and if you want to play my Meet Your Maker level, if you got a PlayStation and some time, you can search for my tag Ty Guy Travis or the level name Shalimar. My level is officially retired. This is a thing in Meet Your Maker. After you prestige it enough times, you have to take the level out of the game. Uh, but you can still find it in the social raid playlist. So for those of you who want to play my level. The, the um, game is on Xbox too. Did we figure out if you can play levels crossplay? You can. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, cool. Yeah, the because I've definitely gone up against creators with the other logo, the, the PC logo on it. Um, okay. And then, uh, yeah, so you, you can definitely find the levels. I think uh, Hoag's issue was levels expire and then you have to refill them with like energy to make them active for a while. And I think he tried searching for my level when it wasn't active, but it is now officially active forever because the level got retired from the game. You can only prestige it a certain amount of times and then you have to sunset your own level. So, but you can still find it on the social playlist. So, okay, cool. Uh, that's me. Cool. And then, yeah, for the ESG side, uh, like I said, also reviewing Dead Island 2. Uh, look for the PGA Tour review if you're interested in that. And, of course, we'll get back to Romancevania this week. Uh, we, don't have yeah. to worry about, uh, we don't have to worry about Bro Sidon anymore. He's out of there. Uh, but uh, me, and, wow. me and Tess have a date with Destiny. So um, You got we'll, Bro Sidon now? I thought it was Br- Brocifer. Brocifer? Brocifer, I'm sorry. Bro Sidon was from... Bro Sidon was from Smite. That's a that's a skin you can yeah, use in Smite. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, Brocifer. Brocifer is gone, Brocifer, but me and yeah, Tessa. No, he, yeah, that's that's the right one to get rid of. My fiance also got uh got that guy out first. So I guess you guys have the same taste in men. Nice. Or it black could be. Or... I mean, she her taste obviously How, isn't that great. So sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think of me, Ains? <laughs> Am I appetizing? Stay tuned for Big Cast After Hours. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she's we will. Attract- she's more attracted to my wallet than anything. That's got to be it. All right, boys. Chat, you've been awesome today. Thank you, as always, all our audio listeners. Thank you for tuning in lately. Thank you for anyone who uh, super chatted today. That'll get over to Extra Life this week, so thank you for that. And, of course, we will be back next Sunday. Dan, I believe you are out next Sunday. Is that right? I will not be here. Yep. Yes. Uh, Heading to the baseball diamond, so. Sweet. Yep. So Dan won't be here next Sunday. Uh, not sure about Hogue yet. We'll play that by ear. Hopefully he can join us next week. And then uh, with Dan out, maybe we'll get a guest. We'll see. So we'll hmm. take a look at that. But regardless, thanks for hanging out with us. As always, hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good week in gaming. And we will see you next Sunday morning. Peace. <laughs>